Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, ometeo, tonansi, tonato. We start out on this new road. No turning back. But we have our ancestors with us. We're going to continue to dance with them. Dreaming them. Calling them. We are becoming what we were. It is borrowed that Maya prophecies. Seven triangles of light. Keep walking. You are the spirit of Unaku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unaku.
speaking to the people of the 20th century about who built this place and why and what they felt and what they thought about the world. These are not anonymous people anymore. You are the spirit of Unapku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unapku. Yo, yo, LA Natives. Hello. Welcome, community, once again. I'm super happy and excited. Can you pass me that real quick? Ah, muchas gracias. Super excited, super honored to have a very talented brother who I've known for a very long time. I've known his brother since he was 17 years old. And I've never met someone at that age tell me that they're going to be like a rapper and live off of it and actually do it. And he, he didn't just do it because somebody he knew was in the industry or he did it because he worked his butt off. He took opportunities to learn from his mentors in a, in a very special place that was in the valley that gave birth to El Vu, which is the Achuchas. I met this young man there and I'll never forget his face because the first thing he told me when I was walking into the, the show was, hey, can I film you? And he gave me this, he gave me this feeling like, wow, this brother really likes my music enough to say, can I film you? And I went, yeah, dude, what do you mean? Can you film me? I, I don't own anything. And I'm, I didn't think of myself. I was trying to be humble, you know. But in hip hop, you have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. or I don't know. But I suppose has been in my life for a very long time. And I'm honored that he comes to this small podcast and shared his audience because his audience is massive if you don't follow i suppose you need to go follow i suppose i suppose doesn't only write good hip-hop music that'll contend with anybody in the underground but he's a talented video producer and cinematographer because he did my doctrine of discovery video if you haven't seen that, go see that it's on YouTube. I am taking three minutes to introduce this brother because that's how much I respect him. Welcome, I suppose, to LA Natives Podcast. Yo, thank you, man. I was uh, kind of got teary-eyed halfway through that introduction. But uh, now, man, it's an honor to be right here. LA Natives Podcast. Um, a lot of history, man. So I'm excited to see what we get into today. Absolutely, brother. Like... Talk, talk to the people about what I suppose is. How did he become this guy right now in the moment? Well, it's pretty crazy, bro, because uh, I always tell people that I have, like, multiple lives. You get me? Like, yeah. like for 90% of the people that support me right now, uh, my career probably started in 2013, mm. uh, which is when my music started spreading as a solo artist i started building up a fan base i started doing shows for you know the younger audience i started touring mm. uh basically becoming the i suppose that my fans my supporters know right now you get me mm. Mm. 
uh, but my history in hip hop started in 1999, 98, 99, oh. 2000, and really officially 2001. So I have about 13, 14, 15 years of rich hip hop was born in 2013 you know so <laughs> it, it's kind of dope to do this interview with you because it's like like you say we go way back so yeah. you know a lot of the early origins and 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 as far as like me as a person and artist and it's dope to kind of you know well i seen i seen a young kid with the camera s soaking up everything like it wasn't like I suppose didn't go, oh, the next show with the indigenous chain. Nah, he was there, though. And he's like, what is this? Yeah. I'm learning from this. What is this? How come all these people are here for this group? I like the group. I don't understand what they're saying. But how did they do this? I saw that in your eyes. Yeah, and, and, and all right, let's, let's go way back. So we're going to go back to, like, 2001, uh, which is a couple years uh, uh, before I found out about Elvu. Um, but in 2001, I'm a freshman at Silmar High School. Uh -huh. um, my first week there, I had all these people that knew me from middle school that were like, yo, what's up? You rap? You rap? And I was like, yeah, 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 rap. They're like, oh, everyone says that you were the rapper in junior high. You get me? Um, what do you go by? And my name was OGC. OGC. Original Chucky. <laughs> um, I got the Chucky tattoo somewhere right here. There you go. Show them Chucky. The Chucky tattoo. Nice. Uh, to a lot of people that know me right now, my name's Chuck. You know, okay. like, hey, what's your name? Oh, Chuck. Before you go any further, when someone told you during that time in 2000 that you rhymed, you better have rhymed really good. Well, because they will laugh at you. No, no. Okay. Okay. Right? So, so here's 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 the, the the whole thing. So it was my homie Supreme, my homie Santiago. Right? He yeah. was like. What's your rap name? I was like, OGC. He goes like, let me hear you rap. Mm. And I was like embarrassed uh. because I could freestyle, right? right? But at the time, I was trying to emulate the Chicano rap, gangster rap world. Okay. So I was on some like. Like give me an, uh, an example of like, like who a, you're like rapping like. Like a little fucking snitch. Fucking put you in a ditch, you little bitch. You know, oh, like, okay, like, okay. like, 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 like. <laughs> I'm a fucking gangster. You're a wangster. You're a prankster. Like, right. Um, the development of Ryan. Yeah. The I was listening to like, you know, the Mr. Shadows and the little Robs and the Mr. Little ones. And like this, this whole, like, like what, you know, what, what people consider Chicano rap. And, and, you know, there's a whole argument on that whole concept itself. But for me as a, as, as, as a 12, 12, 13 year old, I was like, yo, I was drawn to that because these were the only type of artists that weren't famous, mm. but were at the swap meets, right. you know? So like I, I was fascinated with going to a swap meet and seeing CDs of people that weren't on TV. And I was like, who the fuck are these guys? And I thought like in order to come up, you have to be like them. You get me? But that, that goes exactly about what I saw when I first saw you. Yeah. It's a young kid just going, what? There's... These guys aren't famous, but they're on a CD. Yeah. How do you do that? Yes. And you just, yeah. Every time I saw you in your life, you just went. So keep going. So then I, I go into high school. 
And that's when everyone's like, yo, you rap? Mm. Rap. And I was like, nah, man. So there was a cypher the first day of high school, Silmar High School. Wow. And all these dudes started rapping, and they were on some MC shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Microphone check, I rack one, two, three, blah, 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 kill MCs, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, MC? Like, what the hell's an MC? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a rapper. Because Little and, Rob and them, they don't, they don't really yeah, and, focus and, on and, that. And, I mean, I knew about other, you know, I of used course, to listen to Tupac course. and Snoop Dogg, and, 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 and I knew about hip-hop, but I just wasn't that as far mm. as a, an artist. Mm. You get me? Mm. I, I was just focused on, on just, like, Rap, street rap, and right. and and it really started because I had a homie in middle school, who I've been trying to get a hold of since middle school, mm. um, and he was like a little cholito, mm. and we used to rap together. So I was like, he's a cholito, I'm a cholito, but I, I was not a cholito. You get me? Um, so, anyways, back to six, uh, back to ninth grade in high school, um, I start seeing these dudes rap on some MC stuff, and I'm like, yo, I, I need to step it up. Like, this is not the way. Like, what the hell is this? So I started soaking up game. Uh, shout out to my homie Santi, who, who he was, like, a big inspiration for me back then because he used to be on some, like, lyrical pedigree, energy, melody, memory, you know? Wow. And I was still on some, like, you're fucking whack. Take that shit back. <laughs> you get me? Yeah. But but I but I could do it for, like, an hour straight. Right. So right. I, I knew how to rap. I just didn't have the, the, the subject matter. Right. Um... A week later, bro, someone called me out for a battle. Mm. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go battle this fool. So he's like, yo, what they call you? At the time, I used to think I was a tagger. Mm. So I was like, ah, oh, damn, I need a name. Like, right. So I was like, MC Graphics. Okay. You get me? That was my first official rap name, MC Graphics. Nice. And then uh, I battled the dude as MC Graphics. And then that name kind of stuck. Mm. You get me? Uh Towards the end of, of, of high school, I uh, I found a DJ who's a really good friend of mine right now, and his name is DJ Graphics. Mm. So he came up to me, and he was like, yo, what's up? That, that's my name. Like mm. He was an older dude. That's my name. People are confusing me for you. Like, you know? Well, at least you're good enough to yeah, be confused for yeah, yeah. So, uh, And he, he was he was popping, and I already had known about him when I came up with my name, so I almost felt like a biter. So I was like, hey, ain't no drama, bro. I'll, I'll change my name. You know, we became good friends after, but... At the time, I was like, I'll change my name. So then I went through a lot of, like, different name transitions, like energy, energize. Um, I was really into Jedi Mind Tricks. So for a while, I became a cataclysm, the evil, lyrical, cataclysmic act of God. Uh, That that didn't stick. That didn't stick. Like, you know, these names lasted a week. And uh, eventually, I came up with I Suppose, right? Since 2004. But I'm going to rewind a little bit. Uh. So during that whole era, the high school era, 2001, two, three, mm. um, the only way you could get hip hop for us in the Valley was house parties and then people freestyling at house parties. Um, what was big around that time were the punk and the ska shows. Mm. You know, there was a lot of different groups, you know, in Silmar, you had the mindsets of threat, you had mm. lost identity, you had like these these bands that were very popular in the, in the town, you know? Yeah. And we were always like, how can we be down with that? You know, wow. like, how can we be involved? Like, there's a little world going on. We didn't know about the hip hop scene in LA. We didn't know about anything outside of our little town. Right. Which how was, old were you around that time? Well, this is still 14, 15, 16. Yeah. So you're not going to go yeah, far. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we don't drive. We, yeah. we don't, we don't know anything. Right. But yeah. down the street was Tia Chuchas. Mm. Oh. Which was a cafe, 
uh, bookstore, you know, and, and they have their open mics, they have their events, they do their book readings, they, you know, it's a very cultural place. And right. even though our style of hip hop, we didn't, we didn't relate to it a hundred percent because mm-hmm. we went there and people were on some like indigenous cultural stuff. You mm-hmm. get me? Um, and that's where we saw you guys, you know, yeah. and, and you guys were on this whole new like wave and energy. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Can, can I cuss right here? Yeah, I'm of good? course. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, I've never heard some shit like that before. And and really, that's why I became a real big fan of you guys, because it was the first time I've ever heard anyone rap like that at all. You get me? Right. And I was just like, yo, that's, that's fucking crazy. Like... I wasn't rapping like that, you get right. me? But I just I, I just appreciated it for music and stuff. But the Achuchas became that place where where we, we would go when they had the open mics. But again, it, it was something real dope because it was a platform for artists to speak their minds. Right. But I didn't 100% identify with it. Mm. You get me? Because it, it was like uh, we'd go there and get soaked up in all this energy but then i'd go back to battle rapping fools about like i'll cut your mama's titties off you know and, right, and, right. and so and we couldn't do that there mm-hmm. so i was like there has to be somewhere else mm. you know like there has to be an, another like platform for us um outside of school because you know since early on i was thinking how can i take this to the next level you mm. get me so three shops away from tia chuchas a hot dog place opened mm. and that hot dog place was there shortly right it was owned by uh, some guy named d wise who was a very known uh adult film star what? uh rest in peace i saw on twitter that he passed away recently okay but it was a, this older dude uh who was a, a porn star a porn actor right and he opened up a hot dog spot a couple spots from tia chuchas called hip-hop hot dogs and stuff Mm. I don't know if you remember that. No. It was a hot dog place. Like, yeah, Tia Chuchas right there, and then the two spots down. Uh, oh, wait. Yes, I do. I yeah, do remember that. So it was that like spot. this little, like, hole in the wall. Little was- hole in the wall, and it was called Hip Hop Hot Dogs and Stuff, right? So one time my sister picked me up from school. This mm. was 2003. Mm. Uh, I was 16, 16 years old, about to turn 17. And I told her, like, Yo, what the hell is that? So let's stop by. So I stopped by. I went in there. I was like, uh, can I speak to the owner? And he was like, yeah, it's me. What's up? I was like, so I go to Silmar High School. I rap. All my friends rap. A lot of people, like supporters in the school. Um, would it be any way we could do a, a like an open mic here or a show? Right. He was like, yeah, sure. Whoa. Um, he was like, sure. I was like, how many people do you think fit here? He was like, like 15, 20, you know, like max. Mm. Um, so I was like, all right, let's do it. So we booked the first show. So I, I booked the show right there. Under I Suppose. Under, um, no, it wasn't I Suppose. Oh, I was still yet. MC Graphics. Okay, I was MC still Graphics. MC Graphics. So I have the flyers. They all say MC Graphics presents. And it was like hip hop, hip hop hot dogs. And you're 15 or 16? I'm um, 16. See, that level of promoting and and making a flyer like and and was this that pre- doesn't come to like your twenty nineteen was this pre rhymatics oh way way this is like well he's not even I suppose yet he's, yeah I'm, I'm not even so this is two thousand and two MC graphics two thousand and two two thousand and three wow yeah so um I pretty much asked him can I throw a show here mm-hmm. they're like yeah 
I hit up my cousin, my cousin Mimic. He had a group called By the Mantle, mm. and he had a sound system. So I was like, yo, you guys down to put the sound system? I'll, I'll book the artists. Wow. We'll do the flyers. Uh, my cousin actually hand-drawn. He hand-drew the flyer. We printed them at Office Depot, passed them out. The first show, we had like 200 people there, all from the high school. Wow. Like 200 people there. We had rap battles, right? That's cool. And by then, the other high schools, Kennedy High School, San Fernando, they all started sending their rappers mm. to our spots. Mm. Yo, what's up? We're the best ones in this school. Mm. We want to battle whoever's dope in this town. Wow. So we had this whole like, wow. this is, and the great shit about the, the whole battle shit is that we were doing it before 8 Mile came out. You get me? So when yeah. 8 Mile came out, that was like our movie. Like, yeah, that's representing us. Well, that's what I meant about, like, if you said you were a rapper, like, you had to be yeah. good. Yeah. You had to be good. Like, to get to these levels, even though they're underground and they're, you get laughed at and just yeah. booed yeah. off. Like, Ugh, why are you even doing yeah. that? Yeah. So I had to learn very fast, bro. In high school, for some reason, that whole few years, there was a lot of MCs, a lot of people into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were battling different crews. We were, like, traveling to other schools. Uh, we had homies that used to uh, ditch into our school. Like, they went to other schools. They'd come to our school. They'd hop the fence. Wow. And then battle the other, our enemies at the That's school. Cool. It was like just a whole crazy, I can't even explain it to people, bro, because uh, it was just a crazy. It makes sense on why you're so good at it. Like freestyling. Yeah, yeah. But at that age, though. An aggressive, like. We're the same age, I suppose. At that time, I always, for some reason, was in arm's reach of like a CD collection, yeah, of dope hip hop. Were you that type of kid? Okay, so prior to the Chicano rap thing mm. that I was into, I used to be big into like Master P, the whole No Limit. Mm. You know, I, I, I was into like stuff like that. Uh, my brother was a real like hip hop head, right? Mm. He used to give me, he gave me a box of CDs, mm. maybe like two hundred CDs, right? Mm. Um, he gave me a box of CDs. I went through them, bro. Out of like the 200, 150, I maybe put aside like five for me. I remember it was like, but you listened to them. It was, it was like ludicrous. No, just the ones that I kind of knew, you know, mm. it was like ludicrous. Oh, so you didn't really listen to no, them? No, no, no. So out right. of all those, I was like, I don't know none of this shit. Right. So I just took a ludicrous one. I took, I think, a Snoop Dogg one. I had took a, a like, uh, I don't know what the, I just took like five CDs that I kind of recognize at the mm, moment mm. and the rest I literally I swear to God I, I talk about this story I have songs where I talk about this box um, I took the box and I put it under the bed that's it like fucking whack ass CDs right Right. this was like late 90s early 2000s and who right? gave you the box? my brother my oh, older brother. brother so when I, when I got into high school that I told you that I was influenced by other dudes really on hip hop stuff Right. I went back to that box you get me? Yeah. I open that box and you have, you know, uh, DMX. Now you have uh, Cannabis. Wow. Cannabis became my favorite rapper and is still my top one rapper in the world. Wow. And it was because of that box. Wow. Uh, you had Nas. You know, at that time, uh, yeah, you had Nas. You had uh, uh, Wu-Tang, KRS-One. Mm-hmm. You had all these, like, crazy hip-hop albums. Like golden era hip-hop. That I had yeah. under my bed for years wow. that I put to the side because I didn't. I was like, bro, I don't. I don't listen to this shit because that's like early or mid mid 90s mid 90s is when like that kind of stuff came out yeah yeah well all, all these cds were like from circa late 90s early 2000s you know all the stuff that came out right there he also gave me tapes mm. you gave oh, me uh, so not like going yeah 80s. like like uh shout out to the homie uh chino xl man i always sent him a picture of uh, uh his first album on tape 
mm. and it's like red the cd's red and uh i have that because of my brother you Damn, get me and chino cool. sells someone that i became a fan of way after not when i was a kid like way after my teens right. and the fact that i have his first album because my brother's like, here's all these tapes. It's kind of a, it's, like L.A. history. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or at least music history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a very different music history than traditional, like, blacks or whites, right? Because we have to make our own shit. From the tape to the CD to the cover to the flyer, yeah, to, there yeah. is no fucking help. You got to figure that shit out. Yeah. So go on. So, okay, so... um we started the hip hop hot dogs and stuff, right? right. People always tripped people. out. Like people always like, yo, why are you doing a fucking show at a at a hip hop shop? I remember going to Tia Chuchas just to go. Yeah. And I remember seeing what the fuck is all these people doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who's so, doing this show? And uh the name of the hot dogs were like the the bling bling dog, the 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 holler if you hear me, oh, the, wow. the money in a thing dog. Like wow. they try to name them like hip hop stuff and That's stuff, cool. you know? So That's cool. I started doing that every Friday and I told the owner like, yo, I want to start stepping it up, you know? So he came to me. He's like, we want to do our grand opening. He had, he had already been open for months, but he's like, we want to do our grand opening um, and make it big. Let's collab on it. So take in mind, I'm 16 years old and we, we organized this first show, right? And I'm already like calling managers, trying to get prices. I'm already saving money. I'm already in that whole mind state. And the first show we do is uh, Cypress Hill. We booked Cypress Hill. And like Cypress Hill in 2003, or like, pop, you get me? Like, like yeah. so we hit up Cypress Hill. We like, we want to do this community event. How did you get to that manager? Well, we did it between the owner and me, and we're talking to people and stuff like that. So we basically made the Cypress Hill show happen, right? Fuck. That's we, crazy. We... It gets promoted on Power 106, right? And we're excited. You know, they're like, they're naming, they're like Cypress Hill and then, you know, MC Graphics and da da da. Like, it, it's our show, it's our event. All the local artists are like, let us open up, you know? So I start booking artists. Um, it was gonna be in the parking lot. Right. You know, we had a jumper, a clown, whatever. And uh, I guess Cypress Hill figured out, like, bro, this is gonna be a little fucking family with jumpers and clowns shindig like nah so what ended up happening is that they ended up canceling last minute what? and they sent out um mellow man ace oh you know which is their family they're yeah, sending yeah, yeah. you know they send know Mello Man they send mellow man ace and uh we had dj yella from mw nwa right there mm. so hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of people showed up they were pissed off they had Cypress Hill records. They were all pissed. They're like, bro, we came to see Cypress Hill. Like, why the fuck, you know, why y'all give us Mellow Mayonnaise? And at the time, Mellow Mayonnaise wasn't really active, you know? So right, right. so it seemed old school to people. Like, right, right. Man, we haven't heard about them since a while. Like, why right. why are you guys? So people were pissed. A lot of people man, that left. must have been a tough gig for Mellow Mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then he didn't even, like, uh. Did he play the song? Nah, like, he didn't even rap. He was just uh, chilling there. Okay. You get me? Like, it was, it was just awkward, bro. So we're rocking in a hot dog shop. I perform, right? And this is the crazy backstory. So I'm, I'm rapping. Mellow Manace is right in front of me. Like, he's staring at me. Oh, wow. And I rap. And then after, I was like, so, like, what do you think? You know, this is my first time in front of a legend, like, right. trying to get some pointers. Like, yeah, yeah. I never rapped in front of a famous person, you know? Right. He's like, yo, man, it's cool, but 
you move too much. Because I used to grab the mic and be like, yeah, yo. Right, 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 right. That was my whole energy before, right, you know, right. with Rhymatics, with all my, like, we were like the hype. We wanted to be like Wu-Tang, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, man, you rap, you move too much, you're too sloppy. Mm-hmm. He goes, just uh, grab the mic and just relax and just rap. And in my head, I was like, you don't fucking know me, bro. Like, Ooh, you know yeah. what I mean? I was like, hell no, nah, bro. I'm going to still do what I, you know? Right. But it always stuck. I'm like, damn, the, my first experience with the legendary artist, like, basically told me I suck. Or, like, that I just wasn't doing it right, right. you know? So I was like, oh, what, 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 whatever, whatever. So fast forward. Uh, You're uh, 16, though. Yeah, I'm 16. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to when I'm 16, but... On the mellow man, I mean, like to react that way is normal because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're 16. You're like, uh, who, how's this older guy yeah. gonna tell me how to do it? He's like, don't move too much, right? So, in 2011, right, right, I was hosting an event, whatever, and I saw Mellow Man Ace outside, and I was like, let me go introduce myself to him. I've been grinding in the LA scene. Maybe he knows who I am now. Right. You know, you always wanna have that like, yeah, tables turn. Yeah. So I go up to him like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, oh, what's up, man? I was like, oh, I was hosting the battles right now. You know, it was a producer battle um, in Pasadena at the Terrace. He's like, oh, cool. I was like, yeah, man, my name's I Suppose, bro. Like, check it out. Back in 2002, like, I, I told him the story. Right. I was like, I was rapping, and, and you basically, like, told me that I was moving too much. And, mm. you know, he was like, all right, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Like, he didn't give a shit. He was like, all right. right. Like, he probably hears these stories every day, you know? So he was right. like, okay, like. Good for you, bro. Uh-huh. Keep doing your thing. Right. So I was like, ah, whatever. Right. Fast forward 2015. Mm. Right. Uh, there's a freestyle concert, like, uh, like the free. I don't know, like, like one of those like 80s freestyle retro concerts and shit. Yeah. Like uh, Debbie Deb and like Stevie oh, okay. B. Like, like, yeah, like you know, like, yeah. yeah. So um, I get tickets for my sisters and my and my brothers for like for Christmas. Right. You get me? So we're like, we're going to go to this thing in Wilmington. And Mellow Man Ace was performing. Yeah. Wilmington is all these like old ass people. Yeah. They're all singing all this (laughs) stuff. And I'm just right there. Like we're all getting drunk. Mellow Man Ace performs. And then he gets off stage and he's just posted right there. My brothers who like my brother and my brother-in-law who, you know, they grew up in the nineties. Right. They're like, oh, Mellow Man Ace. Like, yo, he's a fucking legend. Like we want to meet him, you know? So I was like, go up to him. Like, they're like, nah, go up to him. Like, go tell him if we could take a picture. I was like, in my head, I was like, all right, whatever, let's go. So I was like, hey, man, Mellow Man A's, much respect. Like, you think my brother and my brother-in-law could get a picture? He's like, yeah, man. So he was kind of like, took a picture with him. And I was like, all right, man, much respect. Call me, I suppose. And he was like, I suppose? And I was like, I was like, yeah. He was like, Yo, I heard about you, bro. You killing shit in L.A. That's when I was touring. That's when I was yeah, like, yeah. yo, bro, you, you killing, you doing your thing. I know who you are, homie. Much love, much respect, you know? Wow. And my brother and my brother-in-law were kind of like, yo, you know, he knows who you are? You get me? He knows who you are? You get me? So, like, at that point, you know, I've had a lot of, like, legendary. In 2015, I had a lot of legendary artists, like, yo, we fuck with you, we, you know? I remember seeing what? you. I remember seeing you come out of. I was going to the Husky Radio interview. Yeah. And you were coming out of it, and you were telling me, "Oh, dude, we just played with Mob Deep." I was yeah, like, "Yeah, fucking Mob Deep." Yeah, yeah. And that was that's like because those guys, one of those guys is gone, or both of them. I don't yeah, know, both yeah. Of them no, just just one. Um, yeah. but, um, but that's the type of shows you're 
But with, with the whole Mellow Man Ace thing, and the only reason I shared the story is because uh, it was almost like, it was like, it was a full circle. Mm. Like I walked out of there like, like cool, normal, like this, I'm grinding, this was supposed to happen. Right. But the young me, the, the 16 year old me was like, bro, this is crazy because it all started with someone saying, nah, bro, like you move too much, you need to work on this. Right. To years later, like, oh, cool story. Like, mm. took years later, like, yo, I heard of you. Like, oh shit, much love, bro. I see what you're doing, da, da, da. Right. So the narrative changed, yeah, yeah. you know, and that just goes like, bro, like, work hard at something and, and someone might not take notice then, right. but eventually they'll, if you work hard enough, they'll know, you get me? Right. And I had a bunch of those stories. I, I could sit here and fucking name drop all day, but like I had a lot of stories with people who, you know, people that I used to stand in line to go meet at meeting greets, then hitting me up like, yo, how can right. I get you on my album? And, yeah. and it's like a full circle thing. And I remember that time. Yeah. So no. that that's always been the, the cool the little cool part as far as the fan and, and hip hop. You know? I, I mean, there's so much stories I have with, I suppose, because I remember I had a, I had just, I produced the mixtape that I'm selling now, eight years ago. I had a studio in, in the art district. And this person hits me up because I was renting my lobby. And then boom, guess who it is? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I've I, seen. I, I already had known you for for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I already had known you. But, but like crossing paths. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in, I'm coming out of Husky Radio. I suppose. Yeah. He's yeah. telling me about his grind, and I'm like, this kid's gonna be successful at what he's doing because he hasn't. He's he's more relentless than I am, and I was relentless when when El Bu was playing Tia Chuchas. I mean, that's when we were going to Mexico City. Yeah. We we're going to Canada. We we're doing. I was dropping big money on you know promoting our group. Was what you do when you're independent. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a large investment. Any independent artist out there, there's a large investment that goes into your own music until someone goes, oh, I can help you with that. Oh, bro, <laughs> for years, like, for years, I was always broke. Yeah. I was making money, but I was always broke. And that's because I was in a, I was in a weird spot in my career. Mm. I was in a spot where I had fans in different states, mm. but not enough to invest and capitalize from it. So what would happen is I'd save forty thousand dollars, spend forty thousand dollars just to go to these states right. and meet the little bit of fans that support me, right. but not make any money, like lose the money basically. Right. So break I'd, even. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, not break even, break zero. Like, wow. like I'm dropping forty k and I'm not gonna see anything. I'm losing all the money. Wow, you get me because it was just meeting creeps. Like, I'm booking flights, hotels, traveling just to meet the. 14 fans in, in Kansas City or the 14 fans in fucking certain state that are like, yo, I love your music. Right, right. You get me? And because, like I said, it, it was so new to me, like the, the fact that people love my music, that people were like, I'm a fan of your shit. That I was like, I got to go show love to people in other states. I got to go and, you get me? So yeah, I was yeah, literally yeah. like, I, and I called them promo tours because I was like, yeah, it's promo because I ain't making no fucking money back. And it was just meeting greets. Right. But I dropped thousands of thousands, and, 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 and I was like, as a business standpoint, I was like, that's not the way to do it. Right. But I also felt like if I just sit around and wait till I could sell out a, an event in that state, it might not ever happen. You right. get me? So right. I, I, I just went. I saw it as a vacation, like travel. But you know? tell me that the next cycle didn't come back with more followers. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. It, it, more, it, 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 it's an, that, it, it's it, an investment. It definitely, you definitely grow, but the the... the I say that and say this, that you have to take chances mm. and shit's never going to be perfect. Right. You know, you can't sit there like, well, I know I could do a show and get 50 people, but I, I'm going to grind to like, I know I could get 200 right. and then I'll do it. Like, bro, just go for it. Right. 
Right. You, you get me? And, and so I was doing so much that... I want to share a story with you. Yeah. With the audience about I Suppose. He's, like, he's telling me. I'm telling him, dude, and Fool's getting back together. We have four songs. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like breaking me down. Bah, bah, but this and that and the other. And how's the show? And what's going to... And, he, and he's like, I'm hitting him with things that I'm just going, wait. Oh, what's... Maybe I'm not prepared to do this. Right? Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. not willing to... I don't even have that much material. You're asking me for so much material. I don't even have that, you know? And so it starts to become a reality is what I'm saying. And that's what I love about you because I could tell from that moment I met you at the Achuchas that any room you were in, you're going to suck in information yeah. and you're going to go, I know how to do this for myself now that's, and take the money to do it. That's, and that's, that's the reason why I always did things by myself. You get yeah. me since a young age, because I always felt like, bro, I hate viendole la cara at people. You get mm. me? Like, asking for favors. I, I hate for people to, like, having to sell myself to people to where they believe in what I believe. Right. And I hate for people to take losses on me. Mm. You, you, I hate that. You mm. get me? Like, to this day, unless it's, like, an event where, like, homies and, and, and something mm. that's, like, dope, you know? Mm. Like, if I rock with you guys or yeah, some yeah. shit like that. Uh, 99.9% of the shows I've done in the last five, six years have been my events. Yeah. Because if they flop, no one gets hurt by it. Right. You get me? Like, um, and no one could promote to my audience more than me. Yeah. You know, when, when you're an independent artist that's very, like, uh, conserved with, with just your fan base. You mm. get me? Like, you're not big enough to where, like, the whole world knows you. But you know you have a following enough where, like, it's my audience. You get me? Like, if I throw an El Vusho and you throw one, like, yours will be more, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to tap into your... I, but I, I get it, because what you're talking about is what he's what I think he's talking about, and you can correct me if, yeah, if I'm yeah. wrong, is as I studied your career, I seen you go out to these different states. I didn't see the video of that place when you did it, but I saw what you were doing. Yeah, You know what I mean? I saw the little bit of... Um, professionalism how you're treating everything and so i knew that the second time around or whatever you were gonna do whether it be oh but when you go to this is i lost my train of thought a little bit but when you go to these states the reason why you have so much control over this audience and you and you feel like oh wow my audience is growing i could see it i can manage it it's because you really connect with them yeah yeah you give advice you give advice like if you're like the way I saw it, the way you were promoting to your audience, you were like, look, I'm 28. You are 16. This is my opinion about this. Role. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how it's always been, you know? And like, that's what created a massively yeah. loyal, strong. I mean, I seen your events now when, when you, you, you would, I would go, man, I suppose going over there. Damn. Fuck. I need to talk to I suppose. I know, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And then yeah. you see the second round, but with the film, and you're like 50, 60 kids. Yeah. Hey, but why? Because I suppose gave me advice about my relationship. Because I suppose said something that made sense to me. Because I suppose takes time to listen to his audience. Yeah. Um, that was, that's brilliant to me. Thank you. Thank you, man. And that's really where it all stemmed from. You know, my whole concept of like, I always tell people like, in order to, build an audience like you have to have a connection with them mm. on a small level and and that snowballs into something bigger 
Right. But you got to have a connection. You got to interact, whether it's going on lives, whether right. it's remembering someone's name. Right. You get me? Like, or giving good advice like you do. Or, or giving good advice. Um, there's times where I'm on live and someone comes up and I'm like, oh, hey, Rosemary, what's up? I'm going to try to go to Pomona this year, you know? Right. And they're like, you know my name and you know where the fuck I stay? Like, that's dope. Yeah. You get me? And, and it's little things like that. You get me? Like, And also another thing you do is because you came to a show that we did somehow and you brought another artist that was one of your fans who is doesn't fit the model of a hip-hop artist or yeah. she doesn't look pretty yeah but she was fire ass like you put her on the mic and she was like Brr. yeah and i remember i asked i was like hey i have this friend who, who's trying to rap you know can can she go on stage and perform for one minute and know? i was like that that minute blew me away yeah, because like, yeah. i saw what you were doing you were giving confidence to a developing yeah, artist and that's that's exactly what my whole thing's been uh you know i'm i'm, I'm one of those people now and I've, I've been doing good the last year year and a half but for a while like i had a chip on my shoulder i was one of those dudes that you you know you're either a diehard fan or you fucking hate you you get me or uh, there was artists that were like, yo, this fool's helping me in my career. There's artists that were like, nah, fuck that fool. He's shady. Um, oh, because those artists feel like all I have to do is be a part of his tour. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and so, best believe those artists ain't doing shit. <laughs> bro, the biggest answer I have to people now is like, look at all those people that like try to down talk on my name and disrespect. Like none of those people years later, are, no one's doing shit. Yeah. No one's doing shit. Um, but I think you're gone so far. Like, you went from a battle rapper, a very talented MC. You're an entrepreneur at this point. Because, um, you, because you have Truth Clothing. Yeah. That's fire. That has its own. I mean, I see your IGs. Like, I, I was like, how do you get into the back of the post office? I mean, that's how many packages. Well, with my experience. Bro, <laughs> that's how many fucking packages well, you're sending out. Yeah, you know, they, they opened like, the door for me. With my experience, well, I suppose, you, you've you laid out, this is how I see it, you've laid out a a, uh, a great template for up-and-comers to kind of like emulate in a way, but maybe twist it in their own custom way. Because your template, I, I believe, is one of the most effective independent underground yeah. techniques to have in this grimy super overly aggressive alpha male underground hip-hop community that we live in out here in la here's the power though that Am I, right, I, I suppose yeah yeah no you're you're because it takes a certain individual to go through the mud out here in la it's, especially in the underground scene but you need swords you and need for weapons. what i suppose like for me bro like you were laying seeds for to 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 anticipate what was going to come five years later yeah and and here's the thing that i always did my shit broke mm. like i always said bro if you could apply what i'm trying to do but put funding behind it, put someone with money behind it, someone who's going to fund it, someone who's going to help take it to the next level. Like, this could be amazing. Yeah. You get me? I, everything I did, I just started doing it with, like, Misty, my mom lets me borrow 500 bucks and make this happen. You get me? Like, bro, I sold. My mom still gives me shit for this, but my mom gave me a graduation ring, right? I was like, two, two, three thousand $3,000 wow. graduation ring when I graduated high school because I was dealing with, like, drug problems i was fucking dealing with the court like i wasn't gonna graduate and i i ended up graduating on stage i got my graduation ring i sold that shit to throw a hip-hop show i sold it to be able to pay the deposit for the artist wow. when i was promoting concerts you get wow. me my graduation That's ring insane. bro i sold that shit for 1500 bucks 
um, so that I could pay a deposit for an artist. That's how like much I believed in my shit. Mm. You get me? I was doing fucking crackhead shit, like selling a graduation ring. You know? Uh, right. If you think about it, it's like, damn, that's fucked up. To me, I was just like, fuck, I got gold. Let me go sell this shit. But I sold a lot of shit to be able to throw shows that that I was like, let me do this shit because investors don't see the vision or, or, mm-hmm. or like I said, I, I always, if I take a loss, I take the loss. Right. I ain't bothering nobody. I don't, I'm not breaking relationships with nobody. Absolutely. Um, but the, the, you don't just do that. Like, l- let me, let me run off your talents. You're a massive graphic designer. You have your own. Yeah. You yeah. can, you do your own graphic design. Everything. I cannot do that. You film your own videos. Yes. Independently. You film and edit your own videos. Yes. You book your own tours. Yes. He books his own tours. And I graphic them. design, film, M- book your own tours. Merchandise. He merchandise. writes his own lyrics because yes. he doesn't use ghostwriting. And he's amazing. He, this is the, I haven't even gotten to his hip hop talent. And I got a book coming out in three months. <laughs> this guy's amazing. Which is so published. I, I mean, can I film you? Because this time it's been <laughs> no, like, no, 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 I feel like I can film you full circle here, bro. Because um, you, I'm proud of you, bro. You made everyone in our audience believe that if they work hard if they soak everything in every room they're in from tia chuchas to whatever it is you can live off your music yeah but there, there's also like when you put it like that it sounds fucking amazing you know but there's also a downside to it well yeah there's learning and 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 learning. which which hopefully we could transition into right now um the last few years have been, by the way, the music is dope as fuck. It's like, it's getting me in this emotional vibe. <laughs> a little music in the background. Um, I had a, you know, the, the height of my career as far as I was being in the comfortable. Get a little forward. I ain't trying to see my, okay. my I ain't trying to see my girlfriend because she gets me nervous. Okay. She, <laughs> I see her, she's looking at me like, don't talk about that. Oh, no. Um, I had like the height of my career. Meaning it wasn't like the height of my career, but I was in a comfortable place where I was like, all right, I'm leveling up. Mm. If I keep doing this shit, mm. bro, in a year, you could reach certain heights. You know, you right. could really change the game in a real way. Like right. where it's not just a little like local thing where if you're involved, you know what it is. Mm. You get me? It's going to spread out and, and stuff like that. But what happens is that I, I hit like a depression, bro. Mm. And I just dropped the ball. I, I just decided, you know, one day I was just going through some shit and I'm, it's pretty crazy what it was that caused it. But, um, I just got very like, uh, uninspired, bro. I feel kind of disgusted with like the music, mm. the way my music shit was going. And I just stopped. I just stopped making music, bro. I had songs. I was like, these are never coming out. I had videos and never dropping them. Fuck the studio. Fuck music. Uh, fuck. Wow. I, I stopped the mid tour. I was on the road. I had a tour. Wow. It was everything was going good. I just stopped it. Stopped doing merchandise. Wow. I I closed the Truth Clothing website hmm. for over a year. Uh, generating no income. Hmm. You know, like from being able to do a show and make a couple thousand and doing a merch drop and going on the road and hmm. making money. Hmm. I, I fucking had no income, no nothing, and I just sat around and fucking got fat wow. and bitched about like my you, inner demons you get me it was right. a crazy uh but what was what was did you figure out like it because i didn't make it no 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 I, I know i know exactly what it was i know exactly what it was and and it has to do with the fans 
mm. quote unquote fans. And this is where it gets a little deep. For some people, it could be cheesy, you know. But for me, it was it was it goes back to having a connection with the people that fuck with you. Mm. Deep connection, right? Right. So, like you said, I was given advice. If you look at the topics of my songs, you know, abuse, domestic violence, rape, drug addiction, depression, suicide. I've it, never heard a song that describes a party, like a kid party, like, oh, yeah, we snuck in and we had a bottle and we had two girls. And yeah, this is yeah, what yeah, I've yeah. never heard that song until I heard a song that you've done. Yeah. Describe it to the T. Yeah, that, that, that was my whole thing. And and so when I was doing this type of music, it attracts a certain type of listener. So I had people um, message me, fans, like, oh, this song about the girl that got raped and had to get an abortion. You get me? Yeah. I went through that. Whoa. And I'm, I'm going through it. And this happened to me. And no one knows but you. Wow. So I had this deep connection, right? Um. This is another story that I, I hate sharing, but I've had a girl uh, message me literally five minutes after she had got raped by her dad. Huh, babe? Wow. And she was like, please don't. I was like, I have to report it, right? She had blocked me. Wow. She had unsent her messages. I couldn't. I was wow. like, damn, what the fuck was her profile? You get me? Wow. But she came to me. Because, you know, I always tell them it's confidential, but she literally, she had a guy raped by her dad, and she was on the side of, in her room crying. Mm. And her first thought was, let me hit up this rapper name, I suppose. You get me? I was at a home poker game with my brother. I was at a poker game, and I kept, like, you know, I'm playing poker, and then I, I you know, I'm on my phone, and I check my messages, and I'm like, what the? I had to step out. You get me? So I called the girl. She had, she had a my number i was like call me she called and then she started sh crying sharing you know her story and i was like dude we have to report this like this there's no way i'm gonna be like oh little teenage girl got raped or something and i'm just like oh i hope you're good you get me and she like she panicked because what i told her she like blocked me instantly whatever and i just felt like fucking miserable bro i felt like what did i do like right like what what could I've done or right. what did what should I have done differently or what if so I started happening a lot like people sharing their intimate stories right. like not intimate personal personal deep crazy stories right a lot I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of girls I know when you when you released that video I went I suppose is opening up a door that's like girls and guys wow like teenage dudes you know like 17 18 or 19 20 year old dudes are like yo i was i was molested when i was six yeah. to when i was nine and your music and now i'm just like yo like, what? that's what you opened up a door so, i said you opened yeah up so a door. that world had me very consumed mm. you get me um i've been to clinics for teenage fans of mine that have tried committing suicide uh there, there was a girl who she was in the shower and she tried killing herself with my music playing oh, in a stereo in the bathroom. You get me? Heavy. My music, like, bro, my music's made to help you cope yeah. with emotions, not to fuel. Today, I'm going to kill myself. Let right. me play some I Suppose because that shit makes me sad. Right. You get me? So I went to go see her at the 48-hour, at the 48-hour, at the like, suicide watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
had to pretend I was her uncle. Um, went to go see her. Went to, yo, I don't want to see you in here. I had to do that a lot. Wow. So I can't even focus on the rap shit. Wow. You get me? Because when I'm making music, doing shows or whatever, when I'm not doing that, I'm at dinner with my mom, and then I get a DM that's like, I want to kill myself. So now I have to tell my mom, like, all right, I'll be back. Mm. Let me go talk yeah. to this girl and convince her to not kill herself. Wow. Because if I say, um, oh, I can't right now, mm. and then they kill themselves, yeah. what kind of guilt am I going to have? Wow. You get me? So there's this kid. We were, fuck, we were in TJ. Me and my girl, my brother-in-law, my sister, we're in TJ. Um, no, we were in Cancun, huh, baby? No, 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 we were in TJ. We were in TJ. This dude's like, bro, your song, my suicide letter, this and that. I want to kill myself. I hate life. I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself. Can you call me? Can I talk to you on the phone? It would be great if I just talk to you on the phone and get some advice, right? Wow. I was like, oh, tomorrow, bro, I'm in TJ, like, mm. partying in my head. I didn't say I'm partying, but... I was partying and TJ getting drunk, chilling, right? right? right. So I was like, uh, tomorrow, and he'll message me tomorrow. Hey, can you talk today, man? Like, I really need someone. Mm. I was like, oh, bro, when I get back, I'm busy. You get me? Right. And I was, because I get messages like that a lot. You get right. me? So I was like, everyone wants to kill themselves. Right. You're not supposed to take it lightly like that. But right. I was just like, all right, tomorrow, tomorrow. You know, you start putting people on the side. Cause well, you, yeah, it's like hard to take responsibility for traumatic intergenerational trauma yeah when you talk about molestation when you talk about um a, a loved one hurting another loved one that's not that's that is not stemmed from that generation yeah that stems from 500 years of generations because people don't know that they didn't conquer men they abducted children and molested them, beat them, human trafficked them. And so now you have these varios with people in it that come from that destruction. And, and so you're going, I'm going to help you because I care. I'm going to help you because I care. But you're going, what the fuck? Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it, turning it, around. It, and then you look in your family. And you're like, holy shit. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is. Let me very explain it so that people don't twist this into something that's diff that that's that could be going, man, we're all fucked up. No, we're not. We've been abducted for 500 years as children and put into a system that human traffics, abuses, molests, and confuses communities. And it gets into the family core. And that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. There's a historical root to yeah. it. It's not just happening because we're fucked up. Some people are pretty fucked up. And some people are. Yeah. So with this guy, and his thing wasn't sexual abuse, just to clear that out. His thing right. was just depression. Wanting, Other things, yeah. Wanting to die, right? Yeah. So I put him on the, on the back burner. Then he started messaging me again. Mm. But I felt like it was too much. Like, hey, bro, can you call me? Hey, what's up? Can you call mm -hmm. me? Hey, you know? And a point where I got a little fit, like, oh, bro, like. You know what I mean? Like, I have my other things going on with there, right there. So I just stopped replying. Right. Life, a month went by, whatever. Now I'm in Cancun on a vacation with my girl. We're in Cancun. We're in a sweet, all-inclusive resort. We're about to go to Tulum. We're about to go to the Mayan ruins and, 
enjoy life. And I get a message from the girlfriend of the guy. She, uh, she was also a fan. She was like, oh, I'm depressed, whatever. Uh, my boyfriend committed suicide. I don't, I don't know who her boyfriend is at that point. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, how? Like, he was like, oh, he was also a fan of your music. You know, I was like, oh, what's... Who was he? You know, just the curiosity. Like, who was he? She sends me his Instagram, and it's him. Mm. The guy that was reaching out. Wow. You get me? And I just felt like, that shit fucked up my trip. I felt like... Guil- guilty? Like, in, for the sense of, like... You know, I always said when I start making this music, you kind of sign on. You sign on to the responsibility of like people are gonna come to you, mm. and you gotta be there, mm. or else don't make this type of music. Mm. You get me? Like, especially if you take on topics that you're yeah, taking on. Yeah, those are and, deep and, topics. And, and for years, I I was always there. You get me? Mm. But then it just became consuming for me, like drain emotionally draining. Like to always be in a fucked up mood because you know that someone's trying to kill themselves every day and you're always like, fuck, you know? Well, you feel like this is what I and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But when you achieve so much success and put things together so young, you feel like I could help everyone. Yeah, I could. This is my journey. Look at how dope I am. And then it starts to get into your personal life and your time and. And you're going, uh, is this, what am I curing? Yeah. I don't even know the root of this problem. Exactly. But look, so now I'm in the stage though where I'm helping everyone, right? Right. A lot of people are like, you saved my life. You saved my life. Well, then uh, 2000, we're in 21, so 2019, mm. right? 2019, I have, I call it the fake fan era mm. of my career, right? A lot of people that had saved their life, a lot of girls that came to me with their abuse stories, mm. that I was the only one that knew, started switching on me. You mm. get me? Like, someone would post a picture like, oh, fuck, I suppose. And those same people that were diehard fans were in the comments like, yeah, he's whack, fuck him. I used to, mm. I used to listen to him, not no more. Mm. And then, you know, people would start start like blocking me and following me like yeah i don't fuck with him no more and blah 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 so it was a lot of i got a lot of that shit wow from people that i was like i there's literally one of the diehard fans from before who went on social media and she was like he fucking scammed me for this and that you know because she didn't receive merch on time Mm. you know they started making fucking fake pages and scammer and this and that wow Fucking ruining reputation, right? Mm. Which didn't do shit because our brand went on to grow the most it's ever grown after that. You mm. get me? But she recently messaged me a week ago, like three times. I didn't reply. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for this. Your music really inspired me, helped me. Mm. Your music was there when no one was, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. And the damage was done. I'm like, fuck no, you, you get me? Like, you. But that happened a lot, bro, a lot. And I lost hope in people. You get me? Like, for that moment in time, I lost, I was like, what good is a connection? Like, what good is someone opening their most deepest secrets to you if a year later they could just flip and be like, ah, fuck this fool. He's whack. Let me unfollow him. Let me not listen to him. For me, for me though, it's, it's, it's the development of, of a person because... You don't know what age they came into your music with. Yeah. And you have a focus. And like I said, you're a little older than them. So you have a different perspective when you write these songs. And 
unfortunately, somebody who is suffering from that kind of trauma or um, not only just the, the sexual stuff, but the other stuff that well, you write about, But what about if it's too? just ignorance? What if it has nothing to do with that and they're just like, eh, fuck well, this room? There's no, there's, there's no, like, like for me, I don't, I don't put responsibility on people who are overweight yeah. if there's McDonald's, Burger yeah. King, and there's no education on how to deal with this problem. Okay, so let, let, me, let me just make it more, more simple. Let's say I did an interview. Let's say right now we're having a good time, right? Right. Chopping it up. We're talking about deep stuff. We're good. You know, we've been good for years, 15 yes, years absolutely. plus. Two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. After, after today, we don't talk. We're good. You're like, yo, I yeah, kicked yeah. it with I suppose. I'm like, I kicked it with zero, right? Yeah, yeah. Two weeks from now, I do a podcast. Right. They're like, what do you think about groups like Elvo? Huh. And I'm like, eh, trash, bro. Like, try to get all spiritual and deep. Right, like, they right. don't know what the fuck they're talking about, especially right. zero. Like, that was trash. Like, right. I have to, How would you feel? Like, well, I mean... Would you some, be like, oh, cool? Or would you be like, yeah, hey, I'm a little... like, Or would you see me under a new light? Like, bro, can you really be like... Can you really be a scum of the earth like that? Like, there was no altercation. There was no negativity between us. Like, can you right. really switch on someone like that? No, after? Not, not usually. But, you know, when you talk to me, though, I, I have a different philosophical understanding about life itself. Yeah. Right? You know, when it comes to me. And I, I know what you're trying to say with your, your metaphor. How do I how do I accept someone who's not genuine one, and then in your face they're like, oh yeah, we're cool, and then you go over there and you're like, ah, oh, I'm better than that dude. Ah, oh, yeah, he's yeah, a fucking yeah, loser. Yeah, he didn't even sell yeah. that many records. What the yeah, fuck are you yeah, talking about? Yeah. Right? For me though, I quit arguing with people's perspective. But if it happens often, you just go by more cautious. Well, people. I could see, I could see how like you're you're opening up with your audience, and then your audience is opening up with you. But since the maturity level, or even oh yeah, skill yeah, yeah, level, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, it is, so. you could see it get rocky, and then all of a sudden, what I'm trying to say is like, really traditionally, artists don't really solve problems for yes, their audience. Yes, yes. So this, but you have, but no, you no, have, but but, and I feel like that was my biggest mistake. Mm, as much you as learn. as much as it was. The biggest blessing for me, it was also the biggest curse. You right. get me? Early on, I could see why. Early on, I had other artists that were like, "Bro," because I used to put my number on social media, right? Mm. Call me, mm. fans, come. You know, so they're like, "Why are you too close to them? Mm. When you get too close, they get too comfortable, mm. and then they're they're not gonna see you as like, wow. I suppose right. they're gonna see you as like, oh, that fool. Yeah, yeah I, I, cho- I chop it up with him all the time. You get right. me? Like, I ain't no thing. And I said, yeah, but some people really need someone. You get me? And I, I didn't like the I didn't like the concept of an artist seeing fans and be like, nah, fuck them. I'm not gonna talk to them personally and help them because I want them to look at me as a rapper. Right, right. That was a facade. That, that was like it was marketing, it, it, it was the the shit you don't see. Right. Uh the shit that happens when you market something and, and, and I agree to it you to a certain extent. Mm. But for the type of artist I was Someone's asking me about they want to kill themselves. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna reply to them because I don't want to seem too available to them. You I mean, me? I just I I think that you took on topics that were brave, and and they're hard to manage on the long run. Yeah, because you go, okay, well, I'm done with that song. I'm ready for this song, but people are still going. No, wait, I have a friend who has a friend who well, has a friend. It's, it's like I have songs from 2013, and people still message me like. This song, this I relate to, and it, it, it doesn't end. You get me? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to tell you where it gets more extreme. Mm. 
So 2019, end of 2019, I said, it's happening too much, right? Too many people that I thought were loyal fans are always going to be there day one, turning their back on me. I took it to heart. Mm. I said, fuck this deep music. Mm. Storytelling, deep emotion, right. no more. Try, stop trying to heal the community. Yeah. So I did an album called Anger. Right. And that, that's my last album. I didn't even promote it. I just dropped it. And on that album, it's just me being fucking raw and aggressive and fucking demonic and fucking evil, bro. I'm just literally, I took all my anger mm. and I just put it out there, bro. And, and it's my favorite album that I've ever done. Um, the least heard, you know, because I just dropped it and kind of disappeared. Mm. But anger is like my best work to me, you mm. know, because it's more like me on the MC hip hop shit, but just speaking that like truth of like, Y'all fucking betrayed me, y'all, you mm, know? And, mm. and and once I got that album out, it felt good. Mm. But after that album, I stopped giving advice. Mm. You know, there's every once in a while, you have people like, I need some advice or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, what's up? Oh, we'll stay up, much love. But I stopped going in debt. On a personal level. On a personal level. I, I just, it's not that like, I don't want to. It's just that my heart does now allow it. But think about it, though. I suppose it's like when you have social media that allowed you you didn't have that access before where you had that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to DM fucking, yeah, yeah. I'm going to DM fucking two max or whatever. It's yeah. like, you didn't have that. And you had that technology and you went, wow, I could do, I could, I have an opinion. I'm wise. And my brand becomes, a, it's part, a part of my brand. It's like, you're not only wearing a shirt for my suppose, but man, he gave me some really good advice about certain things, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, but I could see how it's going to start. Yeah, yeah. At that point, spiraling. It, it started spiraling. So, what I did was uh, I was like, I dropped this anger, anger, shit talking album. I remove all my music from online. Mm. I put it back up. You get me? But I was on fucking tons of playlists. I was fucking everywhere. Mm. I removed all that shit. Wow. Took all my shit from Spotify, from fucking iTunes, Apple, everywhere. Fucking deleted all my music. You get me? Mm. And people started asking, why isn't this shit on? Why is this shit on? So I felt like, all right, let me. Gradually put it back on. You get me? Mm. That was a stupid. That was a stupid fucking decision. But I just did it because I was so over it. I was. I was. I was so. You know why I love you, man? Because this is the life of an irrational artist, which all artists are irrational. Yeah. yeah all artists yeah. are irrational. We do stupid. I don't want to say that that was dumb. It doesn't make sense. And in, in a in a fan's view. But even as a bystander going, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what are yeah, you like, yeah, and, yeah, but you're yeah, irrational. Yeah, you're like, yeah, Ugh, yeah, yeah. breaking windows. That's, and- no, that, that, that's exactly what it was, bro. So even with the clothing brand, I just stopped it. I stopped mm. everything. People mm. like, yo, you got new music? Like, nah, I don't. Mm. You know, I just, I don't. Like, I don't, I have no desire to do it mm. because I'm not writing about the shit that I used to want to write. You mm. get me? And since we're um, on a side note, when I started making that deep music, it was tough, bro. It, it was hard because I come from a hip-hop history. Mm. I'm from the Rhymatics, you know? For those who know the Rhymatics, like, we were one of the most rugged Mexican hip-hop groups. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we had that 90s essence. Toured in Europe. Us. We toured Europe, like... You were raw hip-hop. 2012. Like you, you, you put them up yeah, with everyone. Yeah, we, we dropped the album that was hosted by Snoop Dogg. XP. Um, XP Illward. Like, we, we were doing shows with... Any big artist that came to L.A., we were opening up for them. Mm. 
rocking shows, like getting a lot of love right. on the hip hop shit. We were recording songs with legendary hip hop artists. Mm -hmm. So we have this whole trajectory and this whole image and these are the raw dudes. Mm -hmm. And then one day I'm just like, little girl got right, abused, right. you know, and-, and, and On your solo career, this is something yeah. different than Rhyme and, and, and so then a lot of people we're like, what the fuck's going on with this dude? You get yeah. me? And they didn't see it. And it was hard to like, not that I try to explain myself, but it was hard for them to understand, you know, like, yeah. bro, just cause you see someone spitting bars, it doesn't mean that's their purpose. You, you get me? I always felt like I was trying to like, that's just hip hop's all I knew. But I always wanted to do a song where I opened up, where I got deep. Like, well, I it's, mean, it's, it's not like I made up these stories. You get me? This is shit. Like I have songs that talk about me, my emotions and shit like that. And that's who I am. That's who I always been. I think that's what I have. I don't, I'm, I'm a fan of all hip hop, but when it becomes redundant and like, I don't want to throw dirt on anybody's artistry, yeah. but just for example, for me, a group of redundancy is like J5. Yeah. You hear their album and you hear the next album, you hear the next album. It's going to be kind of the same different yeah. skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not redundant. Yeah. But I'm trying to get to that you are not redundant you are an artist yeah. an artist yeah. will go oh look at my beautiful painting and then everybody goes yeah that's a dope beautiful painting and he'll pull it off the wall and fucking just break it yeah. and go huh what about that yeah what about that yeah oh you like yeah. that painting now that's what an artist is yeah, that's definitely. why it becomes brilliant that's why your conceptual um vision on the song i mean that's what i do yeah you know um, that's what you do that's why look, we relate i'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest independent artist. I don't got the most followers. I don't got the most views, the most plays. I don't got the most money. I don't have any of that shit, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. Um, my whole dream, when I got into hip hop, when people were like, you wanna blow up? What, what do you, you know, people always have those questions right, early right. on. Like, yeah. you wanna become famous? What do you want? Yeah, yeah. I said, bro, I just wanna be respected, right? And I want, I wanna be respected. And, Honest to God, bro, to this day, like, there's not a hip-hop show in L.A., which is my home, you know, L.A. Mm -hmm. County. Mm -hmm. There's not a hip-hop show in L.A. that I can't walk into through the relationships that I made. Yeah. You get me? So-and-so is throwing a show. I have relationships with everybody that I, that I need to have relationships with. Right. Um, like, underground hip-hop blogs right here. You get me? Like, like st stuff like that, like. Um, Not only that, but I, I used to see you at, like, Mexica New Year's. Yeah, I, I, I was... Like, that's not... Like, the, the kind of hip-hop you're describing doesn't go to Mexica New Year. Yeah. But yeah. you go there and go, yeah. oh, damn, that is fucking crazy. Well, it's soaking it in. Or yeah. Just soaking so, it in. So, uh... Well, you do have that respect, bro. Like, whenever we host shows or any type of function or event that we could think in, and best believe, I suppose, there's been situations where you've reached out and... We just let you in, bro. VIP, all access, because you've earned that respect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because of your groundwork. Yeah, and 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 there's most most other promoters and stuff like that. Like I have that relationship with them. Wow. Where they're like, bro, we've yeah, all come up over yeah. over the years together and stuff like that. Um, I've done songs with a lot of big artists, whether right. independent or whatever. I've Cornejo. never. I've never. Please do Cornejo. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on a song with him. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I know you told me. So he, he's that. performed at all of his LA shows. Yeah, and you yeah, performed yeah, yeah. 2019 but, with me. But, but uh, um, but uh, so I've collabed with a lot of artists. I've never.
had to pay anyone for a feature. I've nice. never paid a, a, you get me? So everything that I've accomplished mm. at my level has been out of respect, mm. out of like, yo, certain artists, they're popping. It's like, hey, I want to get you on this album. Oh, I got you, bro. Like whenever, mm. you get me? That respect. So that's why I feel like I'm successful in the sense where like, bro, I'm um, not that it's wrong, you know, but you have an artist right here like, oh, I got this person on my song, you know, because I hit up their manager and paid them the, the money that they right. charge. And, and that's cool. That's do your music stuff. You get me? But at the end of the day, for me to be able to reach out to whoever I want, mm. um, to get respect mm. from, from people, you know, people like, I'm going to give you a quick one. Like, I was driving to a show I had in Madeira. No, Merced. Merced, California. We're driving to Merced, right? Central California. I'm on Instagram. Mm. Uh, Vinny Pass from Jedi Mindtricks follows nice. me. He like, follows me right there. Like As I refresh my page, I'm like, what the fuck? Both one of my favorite, you know? So I message him. Mm. I was like, hey, man, much love for the follow. Like, mm. much love, big fan, you know? He said, oh, good, man. Just trying to follow up with the young cats that are doing their shit, you know, nowadays. And I, I just, I'm like, yo, that's dope. You get me? Damn. That list of artists like that, that reached out to me, it's endless. Yeah. Like, fucking, literally, I have stories. Well, I know, how, I know how I felt when, like, Karis One goes backstage on Roxy and goes, dude. What the fuck? Or, what, you know, when he's yeah, complimenting yeah. Vuh. So, Vinny Paz, bro. Jedi Mind Tricks, Heavenly Divine. Yeah, yeah. This just, is like classic yeah. hip-hop. And if you got somebody like that giving you classic props, you know, like the dude from the classic era going, I just want to follow up with these yeah, guys. Yeah, that's, that's... That's legitimacy, bro. That's like I, legacy. Like the younger 17-year-old me is like, yo, I made it. This is, all, this is all I need right now. All the other accolades and shit like that, those things don't mean shit. You get me? I could drop a music video right now and put it on a successful YouTube platform with half a million subscribers, and it's going to grow more than if I did it myself. That's inevitable. That's We know that happens. You get me? But you can't buy respect. You can't, you can't randomly put yourself in a situation to try to get respect. Like, that shit's earned, mm. and it takes a while. You, you get me? Well, it's when you say, I respect, I suppose... You respect that he's a graphic designer. He filmed his own thing. They know all this stuff. Yeah, or, 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 I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there. Or they've met me and be like, yo, I just fuck with the dude. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what he does. Right. Because a lot of people don't really know. I but do I mean, when, like, when like you, that. but when you go into, like, the higher levels of, like, like, when you're talking about promoters who know yeah, you, yeah. respect in this industry is not just being a dope MC. My biggest, like, one, one thing I always go back to, and, you know, if, like, for example, Crooked Eye, right? Mm -hmm. Crooked Eye, um, we got him on an album mm -hmm. in 2008. 2008 is fucking 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. Did it for free on The Love. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was just chilling with him, you know, because I booked him for a show, chilling right there. He's like, yeah, you're cool and shit. Like, saw his rap. Yo, let's collab on a song. And I was like, yo, we got, bro, we're nobody at the, we have nothing, bro. We, our video on YouTube didn't even have like 80 views, right? You know, we're in fucking nothing. Mm. But this was like, yo, you could spit, you're a cool dude. Whenever you want to get me on a song, just reach out. Mm. So I reached out to him. At the time, they had made Slaughterhouse, you know? Mm. So it's like Slaughterhouse, one wow, of the biggest big. groups coming up. Yeah, when they're, it first came out, it was Yeah, big. yeah, they're, they're like, now they're doing the big festivals, you know? 
I'm like, there's no way I'm going to hit this fool up and he's still going to be like, hey, yeah, nobody, local artist. I'm going to fucking take time out of my life to rap on your shit for free. Mm. But he did it. Mm. And I was just like, yo, like, there's there's real people out here, bro. Mm. There's real, there's no reason for a legendary West Coast MC like that to do that for me. You get me? Like, there's no... It's not even like we were like the closest and I kick it with him every day. He's a right. homie and my uncle knows him. Nothing, bro. Like nothing. Right. And he did it. Fucking amazing, bro. Yeah. So that that kind of like that humble, that level of humbleness is like, keep that, bro. Like keep that. So even to this day, there's a lot of like up and coming artists, like more up and coming. And I knew that are like, bro, how can I get you on a song? And I'm like, bro, let's make it happen. Like, mm-hmm. Because I remember when the, the legend I looked up to, you know, the, yeah. the, that I was like, yo, get on a, he told me, like, yeah, let's get on a song. Right. And it's been like that with a lot of artists, you know? But it comes with, I guess what I was trying to point out was that all that you know leads up to that moment to get you there, right? It's like climbing a mountain, right? Yeah. I got to learn how to, no one knows how to make my graphic design like I do. I got to learn how yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah no one's going to make a video like mine. Yeah. I got to do that. And, and so that's just one more level and height. And now you're in these rooms where, People look at your career and go, I respect that. Yeah. Well, when you run your own shit, like, uh, you know, like Armando, like he, he's like, I want to do a podcast on talking about cats. Right. You don't have to reach out to no one. Like, would you be able to help me do my podcast? Right. Talk about cats? He could just fucking set it up and talk about cats. Right. You get me? Like yeah. when, when people have the ability, the tools in their hands to do what the fuck they want, mm. no one could take it away from you. Right. That's why I always did my own shows, my own tours. I was like, bro, I could do a show in any city I want. Like, right. I don't have to reach out to promoters. I don't have to, like, like negotiate a price. I don't have to, like, stay at the hotels I don't want. To. I can do whatever the fuck I want, bro. I, if I want to go to New York, I could just go to New York and do a show. Right. Five people show up. Who cares? I'm, I'm in fucking downtown, yeah. you know, enjoying shit. I'm, yeah. And then you do it again the next week. I know what you mean because when in my career, I felt like, Okay, the record label's not going to come, and yeah. we're not going to be... Get that out of your head. Yeah. But you can leave marks. That's what I said. You can leave marks. So I'm going to do Ciudad Celestial, and I'm going to go to the temples, and we're going to fucking film it on the temples. And that sounds like what you're doing musically yeah. in your own way, with your art, with your brand. It took a long time to become, I suppose, from MC Graphics... Yeah, yeah. Do I suppose to all the to, names in between? All the names in between to dark periods of your art, where you get disillusioned because you invested so much. Well, it inv- you invest a lot in this. Yeah, a lot, blood, sweat, and tears. A lot of money. A lot of a lot of losses. A lot of a lot of just trial and error. That's what that's all, that's all it is. You get me? Like it, it's not it's not easy. Mm. I see why a lot of people don't do it. Mm. It's not fucking easy at all, bro. It's almost one of those things where. At this point in time, it's too late for me. Bro, I've never worked. Mm. How am I going to get my first job right now? Like, <laughs> you get me? I had to make it happen, bro. How am I going to go, like... But that's cool, though. Who, who the fuck's going to hire me my first job, you know? Like, uh, what's your job experience? But who could experience? say that? Who could say that? I wanted, at 17, wanted to be a rapper, and now I'm sustaining myself as a hip-hop artist, and I have a successful clothing line. Like I said, when I met you, it wasn't... He had a camera. He had like this like VCR camera style. Yeah. And I was like, this kid's going to be dope. 
He's he's and I, then I still have all bro. I have footage of you guys that that you know you don't even know. Like I have Elvu footage dating back to 2003 to for like the whole yeah. whole ten year gap. That you were there, and I just knew that you were gonna put it all together for yourself. Well, look, in your way. Just real quick, because this is very important for this interview. In about 2006, hmm. um, because you were talking about how, like, how I was at certain type of events, like the Mexica New Year's and, like, soaking up, right, you right. know? In, like, 2006, um, I got very close, like, on a music level with, like, Olmeca. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and, like, you know, he was, like, inviting me to shows and I was filming stuff for him, like, stuff like that huh. um, with you guys. And, and, and I got very, like... Wanting to learn more about my roots, you know, mm. I was like, let, let me, like, like, bro, there's, 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 uh, indigenous cultures, like, it's, it's big, and there's more to learn. I understand mm. it. You get me? Mm. So, I started writing music that was like that, more political stuff. Going, you know, I was at the protest marches. I was at the, you know, at the South Central Farm filming stuff. I was like, yeah, you know, I was going to Mortal Technique events and, yeah, and, yeah. and to the Elvu events and the Aslan Underground events and I was like documenting and I was learning more and mm. I was like meeting different people, different artists, started adding that political thing to our music. Um, so in 2006, seven, Rhymatics, we, we, Rhymatics were, we were six. Mm. You get me? We were six in 2006. Wow, six yeah, we were six. And then by 2007, it was only two of us, oh, me and my boy Illward. Mm. Um, that's when we started getting a little political and we started opening up at all the shows, you know, like mm. the, the, with doing Elvu shows and those, Isaac those Cafe Farce days. of July, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Farce of July shows. And yeah, yeah. Isaac, yeah, yeah. We're doing all, like a lot of those events. Um, our thing was like, let's try to get on Divine Forces. Like, we, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I soaked up because being listening to your guys' music and like Olmeca's music and a lot of artists like that, you just soak it up, you know, right. like, yo, this is what I fuck with. So this is, I'm going to try to like educate myself and, right. and put some of that into our music. You get me? Yeah. Um, but with like a hip hop twist. Right. Now, after like about a year and a half of doing that, you, it kind of just felt like, Nah, like, like you have to be real with yourself. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes your role is just to get educated and learn about it and do what you can, but it's not to like yeah. try to be in the forefront right. and try to be, because maybe you don't have the fucking enough fucking knowledge to like try to be in the forefront of something like this. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I always like compare our intellect level in, in this world to other artists. We're like, yeah, bro, we're not, we're not there yet. Mm. You get me? So yeah. like, um. It's like me trying to do a street song, like I I don't do street songs. I had yeah I had, yeah, but like but like not not like there's one thing if you wake up like oh I want to do a street song because it feels right, but one thing's like, damn everyone's doing street songs. Yeah, and I think if I could do a street song, like I'll be able to <coughs> to do more shows with those people that I fuck with. You get me? That's right. right. That's kind of what we were doing. Like I was telling my homie Ilward, like bro, get more political in your stuff. He's like, bro, I don't give a shit about fucking politics. Right, right. I was like, who cares, bro? Like. Look, let me teach you about this. And mm. it's like, I guess, you get me? So um, so then it, XP came back to the Rhymatics and we were just like, let's just let's just do us, bro. Let's do a which is battle, battle rap, you know, street hip hop, like just straight 90s style hip hop shit. Cause it feels good, you know? But 
as, as okay so real quick let's just fast forward now uh to right now mm. um i'm back nice i'm back um new music new, new music so i recently made the decision to like you know what, we didn't bro? even scratch the surface on your clothing line that's like blown up bro but. there's a million things that i haven't even you you know that we have we skip like we like, still have time but these guys this this brother has in, like we haven't even his successful truth clothing brand i want to say it at least on the podcast i mean however much he wants to talk about it that's up to him but truth clothing go find it i suppose i'm sure you'll find it well inspiring quotes because you found a way to connect with your audience in the same way you used to do personally but now you're just putting your yeah, quotes on well, a shirt right our, our customers are the fans you get exactly me? so like basically the people that support me as an artist it just leaked over to the clothing brand mm. so i'm not in the retail business i'm not in the clothing brand business where i'm competing with other clothing brands like mm. oh i have to compete with the up-and-coming clothing brands because they're going to take the customers and i don't worry about that because my customers are there there's mm. the people that fuck with me and that number grows and grows you know and there is people that are like oh i like the designs and stuff like that but the majority are people that are just leaking over right. you get me? which is which is dope for me because it, it's kind of like the band merch concept, but we just took it into the clothing brand perspective. You know right. I mean? So right now it's going amazing, bro. We're yeah. innovating. We're growing. Uh, in February, we did something called Project 28, mm. which for every single day in February, we dropped a brand new design. Wow. Every day of the month. That's tea. That's a, dope. A brand new design. I had a, a minimum quota that I needed to, to sell. And, and so like, it was a project that cost like thirty thirty thousand dollars in inventory wow. you know because you're printing the minimum like whether well, it's 50 you know well if you print like the minimum like let's say 50 pieces per design for Correct. 28 days i mean if you have a calculator it's yeah thousands and thousands of dollars i right? imagine so we we're like trying to just do the minimum we can uh -huh. 28 days new designs multicolored designs different styles everything was available sweaters hoodies like we had for 28 days right and we we did i'm not talking about something that we're gonna do i'm talking about something that we just did so i can wow. speak on it from a from a perspective of it happened it was fucking it was an amazing experience i've never worked so hard in my life like it was a, a constant daily fucking grind um every drop was presented to itself as an individual drop so every day there let's say it was a design right that had a specific model it had a photo shoot it had a video commercial and a promo and a giveaway like wow. it, it wasn't just like every day i'm dropping design that's check so the much website. work like bro that's a lot of yeah, work yes, yes that's bro. a fucking lot and of work. the craziest shit bro and like so if you go to truth clothing page yeah. and you go to you scroll to february first right. and you could just swipe up from first to 28 wow you see everything 28 designs 28. it was actually 32 designs because on some days we drop multiple things it's all different models. Everything has videos. Everything has like the proper marketing. It, it wasn't shit. just like, yo, dropping new shit. You right, know, because right. anybody could do that shit. Yeah, it wasn't like a picture of the shirt on your page. Yeah. There you go. I've, I've, I've done a sale where we dropped 15 new designs. So it's like, no, but this was like everything was unique. You get me? And we sold it out. It sounds of like your first gig at the hot dog place because <laughs> it's odd, like your own network. Because, yeah. like, like, I, like you said, you don't worry about people buying your shirts because people buy your shirt. Yeah, yeah. It, we, we have a loyal, uh, a very loyal customers, bro. Mm. Like, uh, this year has been a big step up, bro. I don't, like, 
we we get orders that are like three, four, five hundred dollars at least twice a week now. Nice. Like it's weird, bro. Like honestly, like you know, I'm I'm on there like, oh, thank you, much love, thanks for the support, but. Sometimes I cry, bro. I'm like, yo, how does this person spend 200, 300 bucks on just some merch? And then next two weeks later, do it again. And, and they just support like it's beyond me, bro. It, it, it's it, Well, like I said, you learned how to translate your knowledge or your advice to a brand. Like it, 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 it like like I remember seeing a, a specific brand that you did that was your body type. Don't don't judge your body type. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like wear this clothing. Yeah, yeah. Wearing it this was cl- called the um, what was it called, babe? Inner beauty. Inner beauty. Yeah. Inner beauty. The series. inner beauty campaign. Yeah. I, I saw it as a campaign because yeah, it was yeah. It had certain colors. Yeah. It had certain quotes. Yeah. It. I didn't see the 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 commercial for it, but I I saw what you were doing. I did a whole uh, fifteen minute documentary for it right. where we got women that didn't feel that I felt insecure. Right. And we got them to speak. Right. On camera to be like, but what a brilliant way story. to rethink your dilemma that you got into. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You so, rethought it. You went, I could affect the community in the same way without having that, you know, responsibility for a life. Right. Like, I'm just going to say it through my clothing and I'm going to market it a certain way. And if you buy it, you buy it because you're feeling my vibe and you're doing, you're doing, what needs to be done? Correct. Look. Is that on your Instagram? Uh, no, it's not. It's uh, put it onto the camera like this. You can see it. Look at that. Or can you zoom in on that, Armando? Go ahead and put it up against the mic. Something about them that's special and then the next person can't have because we're all different and I think we should just appreciate it. I've never been like skinny, thin person. I've always been like bigger, thicker, like, you know, big person. And, you know, being called fat. So this is how we release a launch. You know, we do something that con- connects to the people. And that's just, it's just more powerful. Like when you wear a t-shirt, you're not just wearing like, oh, cool design. Right. You know, it's like, yo, I'm wearing something that, that not, not only represents who I am as a person, but it was made with that intent. Like when I'm designing something with the design team and like, I'm not sitting there like, oh, let's make something that looks cool. We're like, dude, I'm, I'm putting like my, my train of thought behind this. It's like, we need something to, to make people feel loved and appreciated. Or at least to know that when they buy this, they're receiving it from a brand that truly wants to, that truly accepts them for who they are. Right. You get me? Cause you could buy a cool design, but it could be some fucking a brand, you know, corporate or let's brand just say, let's like, just say Nike, for example, my kids love Nike, yeah. but they don't know why they like Nike. They don't go, Oh yeah. Nike donated to my school. And that's why yeah, we have computers. And, and, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, and the people and at the offices at Nike are like, ha ha, these fucking dumb kids are buying up all our shit. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. like, and we, and we have the website up, on the screen guys yeah so look at truth clothing is i wanted to get into it as far as we can because i saw it as an extension of your music yeah the extension of your wanting to help the community yeah by feeling good about themselves and where they come from yeah i've always known that you were when i met you 
you had something to prove. Yeah. And believe me, bro, you've proved it a hundred times over. If you're asking someone who met you when you were 17 yeah. years old. And then with the with truth clothing too, the the crazy thing is that we we do everything's limited edition. Mm. So when we do drops, they usually sell out in a few days mm. and that design doesn't That's exist it. no more. Yeah, They're done. That's it. So it's it, collectors in it, almost it, yeah. to, almost to yeah. the point of I could see it being so, in, in future future like a supreme eventually you know getting so collected uh, and can you traded go, can you go to the website and swipe to the last item right there so i, I want you to read the description on the item so this Ooh, is the i can't item. have my glasses so you got to read it for me uh, <laughs> feel weird reading it do, do you want me to read it right yeah. off the uh, cover mondo will read it yeah no no you can read the description okay so Order this item individually, please. Do not combine your merch orders. Thanks. Upon purchasing, please DM me a portrait-style photo of you for the cartoon animation. No selfies, no filters. Just have someone take a photo of you sitting up straight, upper body, like you would for a school or ID photo. Refer to sample above to get an idea how your cartoon will work. Backstory. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of NFTs, NFTs, which is basically a moment in time that is sold to someone in the form of art, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like a digital photo or video that you own, but isn't a physical item. Very confusing, I know, but you can search NFTs on Instagram, for example. Anyways, one day I was scrolling through different NFTs and got an idea to do something similar, yet very different. Something unique, something special and super exclusive for a very small number of people, 24 and so. So in June, I will be releasing a brand new EP with a rare version that only 24 special fans will have access to. This EP will have brand new music, a special outro where I shout everyone out who purchased it. You guys will also be turned into a cartoon character and featured on the album artwork. Check the photos for a rough sample of what I have in mind. And on top of that, everyone will receive a limited edition hard copy of the album, which will be my most rarest item so far. You'll only you'll own you'll own a hard copy of the album with your name shouted out in the intro and your cartoon animation on the cover. Brilliant. This is such an amazing thing that's what brilliant. you're doing, I suppose, bro. That's like, brilliant. this is definitely thinking super outside the box, which you do think outside the box ever since I've met you. Yeah, yeah. It's um, brilliant. It's, it's, and that, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I was like, man, I haven't made music in a while. And I'm back to my storytelling, to my mm. deep emotional, like. These are the cartoons, right? That's just a sample of how, how they would look, you know, like very simple two dimensional cartoons. Right. So every person who purchased it, 24, right? Right. Um, I've only been promoting it on like uh, yesterday on Truth Clothing page, not uh -huh. on my personal page yet, because right. it, it it's almost like a it, uh, there's a package that comes with exclusive merch, so mm. it's almost like a Truth Clothing presents this project mm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like a I suppose Truth Clothing collab, um, and which is another brilliant move. Yeah, so it, it's gonna be. I, I like this this piece. I want this EP to be a moment in time. I've been dealing with a lot of men mentally and emotionally i've been dealing with a lot mentally and emotionally and i plan to pour it all out on this new project so this ep will be a reminder 
of some of the loyal fans who are by my side. That album cover will be in online forever and those memories will always be there to cherish. And that's what I know about you, I suppose. And that's why I could relate with you so much in my music career and your music career and in the entertainment business that you create memories, bro. Yeah. And you can't take that away from anybody. <laughs> that I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I suppose I'm blown. I, I appreciate I'm that. Blown yeah. away at this project. And like right there, purchase uh, right there. Shout out to Sandra Hernandez. Another purchase. Um, you know, so like it, it. I wanted to do something exclusive for the fans. I'm blown away. That bro. someone could be a part of. And besides those 24 people, like you can't be a part of that no more. Like it's something. You know, and, and the people, uh, the people that purchase are also going to have input on what we name the project. You, you understand yeah. what we named the project? I'm going to send them some like, I think some that's a brilliant, goodies. if you give me, if I describe this, it's the same kid I met at 17, the same kid that had to prove that he was smart, that he was talented. And now you're giving that opportunity to maybe some kid sitting down to go hey 20 years from now hey look back in the day look back i'm right the there have, yes, i'm yes, right there yes, yes. that's me i matter yes and that, i'm that, important that's exactly what it is i was like yo your cartoon and the, I matter. And, and the reason i did cartoon so it all coincides together you know you can't just have yeah, yeah. low quality photos of everybody on the cover yeah. you know but i was like a cartoon animation it's gonna be either like you know, me in the middle and, and people with me, like almost showing, you know, and have but the title. it takes effort. Yeah, it, it takes effort. It, it uh, you know, I hired the designer to do these animations and stuff like that. But um, And they're going to have movement? No, no, no. So the, Oh, the, it's just going to yeah, be like a cover. Be like a digital cover. But, but imagine like if you... If, if but then everyone who purchases it is going to get their cartoon uh, in, a, in a full color photocopy. Oh, okay. With a little like paper frame shipped to them. So they nice. can hang up and be like, that's my cartoon from the album cover. Right. You get me? And um, and you're going to write brilliant music. So people are going to want to hear yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's already it's already done. Um, I already have the... I just got to get the... You know, once we get the 24... You know, people, and I'm doing it, promoting on the truth page, but like lightly here and there. Like right. this interview is a good way to promote to to my my listeners and stuff like that. But I don't want to just go on the I suppose page and be like, oh, I'm dropping this, because right. then it'll just sell quick, you know. And I, I want people that really follow right. to be the ones to get it, and not just some random dude that's like, oh, because uh, I had someone message me like, oh, can I buy one? And can I buy one for my cousin? Like I'm trying to get it into your music, and I'm like, nah, like. No, these are for diehards. But it's not it's not for someone who's barely trying to get into my music. Yeah. This is something this is something also for me to be like, yo, these are the people that, you know. Because if it's just random people, that it becomes dumb. It becomes like, who are these people? Oh fucking some people that I don't even know what the fuck they are, you know? Right. So yeah, man. But man. I haven't even we haven't even played one song of his. And and his story. The road. I felt it was relevant to L.A. Natives because L.A. Natives is about people of indigenous descent, whether they know about it or not. Yeah. If they come from those communities where we eat tamales and we eat pozole and we eat all these things, those are ancient foods. So you're connected to it. Whether you know about it in detail is irrelevant. I want to showcase individuals who can inspire a young kid in a community to say what I know, I can learn how to make a video. Yeah. I could, I could. This video got removed uh, six times. 
y su sustitución por nosotros. Six times from YouTube. Wow. Because it was called uh, Fuck the Presidente. Right, right, right. So they I kept removing this. it. So I this had is the a, one with the old mascara. Right? Yeah, I had to upload it as something else, and nah, like, it just wouldn't work. Look at that. This is his music. And I shot, that, I shot that video myself. One camera, like no crew. They showed up and it was like 112 degrees. Handsome damn park. And uh, I told them dress the park. You know? That me rapping is a homie filming. He's never held a camera. Wow. Bro, hold it. Make sure it's focused. Please, bro, and just hold it. So I'd watch it and it's all blurry. I'm like, bleep, bro, let's do it again. What, what kind of camera is that? Uh, I shot that with the uh, Lumix GH5. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lumix GH5. So, LA Natives, just realize one thing, community. I'm going to bring people who can help us regain our confidence in our own self. Because you just met a man, a young man, who looked at a system that's almost a million to one to sustain yourself with. Like, it's a million to one if you go, I'm going to be a rapper. Yeah, It's a million to one that you're going to do it. And you met a, a gentleman that only did that, who went through his dark moments, who went through a time where he felt I have, I have to destroy everything I have here because it's not going in the right direction. And how can I re-put it on the right direction? And I think you did that with Truth Clothing. This project of NFT yeah. fan forever imprinted. It's almost like having the Wu-Tang. You know that Wu-Tang album that is only one copy? You know, there's like yeah. that million dollar Wu-Tang, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's... I saw it when you were describing it like that. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's stuff like that are definitely inspirations, bro. Like when when like when like Nipsey Hussle dropped an album, he was like a thousand thousand dollars a copy, stuff like that. Stuff like that was always like things that we've thought about. Mm. Um, not necessarily like that, like to do an album and drop, you know. But we've like my thing's always been exclusive stuff, and my shit was always exclusive stuff. Because that's all I could afford, bro. You get me? Like, like back in the days, like, when I started printing merch, I could only afford to print 24 shirts. So I was like, limited edition. Right. Not, not because it's because I only got money to print 24, so these are limited edition. Right. And that, I saw how people started appreciating that more, you know? It's like, yeah. yo, from now on, like, everything's limited edition. So, But we, it's almost like you're doing the NFT thing in, in real time because with your clothing line being... This is the only run we're doing of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so kind of the when, same when thing. When the NFT concept came about, I'm like, bro, I, I've been on this exclusive shit for, you know, like I, I used to do a custom freestyles for 30 bucks. Mm. So the fans would pay 30 bucks and I'd grab a beat that they choose from YouTube and I'd freestyle for it for like three minutes and then send them a, a mix, wow. mix and master And then version. they go on their social media. And, and then they, they, yeah, it has a name <laughs> on it and I'm just fucking around. Right. And then some people were like, can you do a song on my story? So they, they'd pay, you know, a certain amount of money and I'd write a song on their life story right. and they'd have their own song just for them, you know? So I was doing that. Bro, I did like over 40 songs like that for people that only they have that I listen to sometimes like, damn, I wish I could drop this. You know? And not only that, but it sharpens your skills. 
yeah, it, it, yeah, it makes you a doper MCs. It's almost like the rapper that like supernatural. Oh, pull out your phone and pull out your yeah, keys. Yeah, and yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's almost like, uh, okay, I'm going to write about this guy. Let me look at his page real quick. Oh, all right, cool. He had Nikes and this and that. All right, I'm going to throw that in there. And, and when people, some people don't realize is that when I do these storytelling songs, it, it's for me, it's easy. For me, it's like first nature, bro, to just right. like write a, a storytelling song. You get me? Uh, um, but I come from hip hop origins bro like i could rap like i could yeah. I, I could rap fast i could do metaphors battle yeah, yeah, rap yeah. i could do things that are like, yo what he's well like, seasoned yeah. like i could do that you get me so sometimes like i, I miss that and that's why we, i just got back with my group rhymatics we recorded a whole album nice that's back on that hip-hop stuff Sorry. and i really needed that bro because that reminded me like um even them to have illward and xp like damn, bro, you went off on this verse. Like, yeah, yeah. damn, you killed it. Like, damn, bro, I think you probably got the hardest verse on this song. Or like, well, damn, you... you. At one point, it's not going to be about I have to prove that I'm good enough. It, at one point, you're going to be good. But but be, between swordsmen, like between, you know, yeah, yeah, moments the, like that, homies, like, yeah. like it, it was dope hearing that from them because for so many years, it was like, you know, between homies, like, they diss me, you know, like, mm. bro, we heard your soft ass song, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. bro, like, when, yeah, you, yeah. when you gonna grow your balls back again, like, I do that, that raw shit, because, oh, you're doing that corny shit, bro, like, that for ill word, I never forget this, it's like, did you just rhyme party with Bacardi on your song, you know, <laughs> like, those are, like, the most cliche words right, you could right, rhyme, right. like, party, Bacardi, I get it, and I was like, bro, like, I'm, I'm trying to serve a bigger purpose, you know, right. and, and, uh, they're like, nah, we just fucking with you, but you gotta get back on the MC shit, you know, so right. when we did this album, I was like, all right, bro, like, y'all see I'm soft. Like, let's put that beat and let's see who, who fucking, you yeah. know, let's see. So oh, I w- it's good to be versatile. It's I good. went in there with that hunger and, yo, I'm done with my verse. What's up? What's next? Yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm done. Yo, let's uh, do I'm it. actually looking forward to listening to some L word and, and more. Next, yeah, yeah. But much respect and I have, I am so proud of XP. Because in the last few years, he's been on a massive momentum oh, yeah. when it comes yeah. to his style, yeah. his delivery, and his just overall presence in the in the hip hop community. Yeah. Man, like he's definitely stepped it up a notch. He 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 he's already a uh, XP is already one of those artists that I, I don't see as a as a local local artist anymore. You get me? Like I don't see him as a local artist. I think he he stepped up some levels. You know his his peers. Are different now you know his his the people he works with on the on the daily it's, it's a whole different echelon than, than just the normal like mc trying to get on you know so he's, he's he's getting a lot of respect a lot of love and it's just a matter of time before his shit hits you get me right his, his shit right. hits because that's that's the thing with that raw hip-hop shit that like it so so many people downplay the commercial shit and the garbage but then when people do give you that raw hip-hop shit a lot of people sleep on it I, I just want to go ahead and shout out everyone in our chat. Shout out to Elon. Shout out to Sarpana. Hector. Shout out to Brandon. Misery. Jose. Guru. We have Elon saying, I just watched this. I suppose this is the first I heard of you. And bro, mad respect. May the creator bless you with nothing but positive. Much love. I appreciate positive, that. Uh, appreciate that. Shout out to Hector. Man, and talking about rhymatics, right? Yeah. Underground Hip Hop Blog quite possibly has one of the most rarest rhymatic interviews. I think we caught you guys slipping at the observatory. Um, that is the last rhymatic interview. Oh, wow. 
the last. And that was 2013. Wow. Last. We would love to bring you guys back yeah, on, we, we, especially we, if, if 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 the if the camp is back in full yeah, force. Yeah, we have a new album coming out called Resurgence, Resurgence, R A Surgeons. Uh, it's 100 percent done. It's being mixed and mastered as we speak. We got videos to it. We uh, uh, you know, luckily over the last year, we've our relationship as a group we've built. You know, we talk every day. Um, and I, and I want to remind everyone. Uh, uh, the gentleman that we have sitting right here, I suppose, he shot Doctrine of Discovery, right? For for zero, yeah. For zero, yeah. Wow. As soon as zero gets back from the restroom, man, I want to talk a little bit about that, man, because to have a connection all these years, right? Yeah. And then from what zero told me, the shoot wasn't didn't really take that long, bro. But we, the way but the way you put it together and you yeah, edited it, bro, yeah. it was like meant to be. Am I right? We, we we shot the video in one location, like literally one spot. Um, I'm actually waiting for zero to get back here, so so, yes. so we could chop it up. Because that, that's a good story right there. Yeah, it 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 it's just it was off the head, kind of. You know, it was just a real like random random little cool video. Oh, there he goes. He's back. Yeah, sir. we were actually talking about the backstory behind Doctrine of, of Discovery, how, you know, I suppose basically directed that whole project. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give a little backstory as far as like the cinematography on it. Um, I shot it with a single camera. The lighting was harsh right there, like the daylight, you know, yeah, and usually yeah. when you have lighting like that, outdoor lighting like that, you, you need like different reflectors. You got to kind of set it There's a setup for it, uh-huh. you know, um, and we didn't have any of that. And we just shot in that one location right there. And I, I think it's great. That that video? I honestly think it's one of the dopest videos that Zero has on his catalog. Yeah, that, that's... that's For me, for me, it was like... It was like a blink of an eye. And that video was done. And I was like... When I saw the results, I was like... This guy's dope as fuck. <laughs> this guy... You know, considering the equipment that, that was missing yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. To me, it was like, man, this... He caught it. He so caught I'm, I'm, the whole essence. Um, film's always something I've, I've been involved in. Mm. Um, especially now. Like, right now, film takes a big percentage of my time and shit, bro. I'm really into film. Nice. Like, real And what do you do in videos or... Um, yeah, so right now, I'm a, it's just shooting my, my own music videos and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I'm, I want to start doing, like, short films and documentaries, just getting into, you know? Uh-huh. Um, the, the thing with music videos is that, yeah, I have a lot of, like, knowledge on shit, you know, mm. like lighting and certain equipment and stuff like that a lot of these things cost money like to have on budget you know and artists just don't have the budget for it right so it's very hard to really showcase what you can do when you don't have the you know equipment yeah the the well the artist willing to to you know well they expect you to have that equipment yeah yeah no but there there, there, there are certain things like just running something simple you know like like i've had people want to shoot videos where they're like Oh, the video won't be like I got shot, you know? So I'm like, all right, bro, I have this uh, hospital room you can rent right. for 40 bucks an hour. You know, get like three hours for 120 bucks. Yeah. Um, get the little $30 insurance. So like 150 bucks, bro, and you'll be in an actual hospital room. Like, And you get the, good shots, right? And I'm like, nah, well, I don't have 150 bucks for that, you right. know? So I was thinking we could just shoot in like my room and make it look like a hospital. So that's where you have that right. disconnect. Like, nah, bro, you know? Yeah. Someone wants to do a song in jail, like, all right, you could rent a jail cell for a hundred bucks. Mm. Nah, how about we just like go behind a fence? Right. You know, so that kind of stuff, bro. So like, 
Um, there was for this video there was powerful moments like when I handed the sage to the kid and he became a uh, an Aztec and then when Jenny takes her 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 piece of tape off and the there was a lot of comments from the the mom and the kid you know yeah. dancing together it it was wow put see together. there's like little details that like because when you have a video crew there's little things that are like there's someone that has to be there make sure dude's not sweating in the show mm. you know uh, make make sure something's not there in the show. right. You get what I'm saying? I liked yeah. it. I want it was exactly what I wanted for this song. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't I wasn't putting out an album. I just yeah. had a, I had yeah. an opinion that I wanted no, I, to I, express. I, I, you know, and it, it came out brilliant. And now, dude, I play that song live and like the video gets more it's like I haven't even played that song live except for Mishika New Year. And now it's like starting to take wind. It's like, whoa, yeah, where's yeah. that song from? I want you to and and so now I'm working on my next single, Global Pandemic, and dude, just thank you for the, the Doctrine of Discovery, because it really kicked me off. The Doctrine of Discovery, the 2019 performance I did with Conejo, Armando and I putting together LA Natives to feature our community, our talented community. It's not, a, it's not an indigenous thing. I revolve around that. That's been my career for 25 years, right? I suppose yeah, yeah. I've never switched up from anything of what I did musically. I, I had a focus. I had a dream. I knew that putting a community together is diverse. Well, that that that's why, like, even even how you mentioned the Conejo show, like, it's dope seeing artists like you on there. Mm. You get me? Because then people, which I think you had one of probably one of the most epic sets, you know, that um, the last show, that show was electrifying bro that shit was sick as fuck like even i was like damn bro like this fool really killed it and you um, performed after zero right um I, no no I, I think i went right before right yeah. before yeah you yeah, went yeah, either yeah, before yeah, or yeah, after yeah, yeah. yeah we were in the same scene yeah. uh, right uh, right before uh my shit was very unplanned organized because like i said i'm 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 getting thrown into like a type of show that right, even right. though it seems like my first nature that i belong there mm. i don't because my shit would be on some, you know? I was yeah, like, yeah. every time I do shows like that, like, I've done shows like Snow the Product and shit like that. I'm like, bro, I'm going to just do my shit. I'm going to do right. Cry, Girl, Cry, yeah, yeah. my suicide letter. And then the day of, I'm like, nah, bro, I'm just going to throw on some Spanish shit, yeah. rap, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do some shit that I haven't spit in like three years. Hopefully I remember. Right. Drink, you know? Well, the one thing about you is that you're incredibly skilled MC. It's not like you're... You don't have the, like, the way you were describing the beginning of your career, the high, the hat, the yeah, yeah, simple yeah, yeah, rhymes. Yeah, you, yeah. There's some complexity. There's some skill. And so you can always, when you can rely on, oh, I'm just going to show them how dope I am. You can, oh, oh I'm going to show them my weak side. Because obviously you're, not your, 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 um, your vulnerable side. But that's more for your intimate audience, right? Yeah. Like the audience that buys your shirts. Well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 which is the audience I cater to. Right. You get me? You told me and, that and, one day. And, you really. And that's why I never really like doing shows, like just outside shows. Because I'm like, it's not going to cater to my people. It's mm. not. You know, and it, it's cool, obviously. Like, any opportunity to grow is dope. Mm. But um, sometimes you get so consumed with like, let me just do what's I working. I think you, right I, I mean, he, he killed it. At, you, you can't, you cannot. But for you... Yeah. For you, well, that that show was the first show that I rocked with Rhymatic, so I brought them on stage. Right, XP, all that. Yeah, yeah, first time I had seen them in fucking years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, with you, what I was saying, I don't know if you agree, but it was dope seeing an artist that raps about the shit you rap about. Right. 
on a lineup that was so diverse. Yeah. Because for years, up until that point, the like hundred times I've seen you on stage it's when the, has always been in events with artists. They're similar. That yeah. were similar, super identical to what you guys do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, all the like the very indigenous events. Yeah. So like, oh, we have indigenous event and you have to be indigenous or talk about similar concepts to be a part of it. Right. If not, you can't, you get me? Right. And, and it goes back to that time and that, that time where I told you that me and Ilward started getting more political mm -hmm. because we wanted to be down with those events. Right. So we started, you know, rocking shows with you guys. Cause they're like, all right, cool. They have a couple songs that say pump your fist and right, right. you know, fuck the system. Right. But it didn't feel right. Right. So the moment it didn't feel right, we couldn't really be down with those events because right. now it just seems like we don't fit in. And I don't really think it should, it should be like that. Uh -huh. I mean, dude, when you did that Conejo show, right? Did you see it as I'm like, oh, I'm out of place? Or did you see it like, bro, Absolutely. I could have been doing this shit the last 15 years. I was, I, you know, when, when Conejo's show came up, I was like, I have to play this show. If I'm going to play any show, I'm not going to play the show that you just described. Yeah, I, I like. I kind of feel the opposite about the way you feel about like oh, I'm not gonna just play that. I, I don't want to preach to the choir is what they call it. I don't want to go get people who are already fired up about being indigenous. I want to go in to a crowd where they know nothing about it, yeah. where they feel like no, I'm I'm this, and then somebody goes, no, you're this, and then they look at themselves and they go. I mean, I had so many compliments from people that were not, they were Conejo fans. And they're like, hey, homie. Yeah. Hey, homie. Hey, homie. But then, a lot of artists that have the style of music you have don't, have never crossed that boundary. No. They've never been like, let me let me do a regular ass fucking like hip hop show where I, I don't think I'd probably be able to do it, but then I'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I, you know, as a promoter, bro, like when I was booking all kinds of shows, I'd tell an artist, you want to get, you want to do this show, this show? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, that's not my crowd. I'm like, how do you know the fucking crowd, bro? Right. Like, what crowd am I as a hip-hop fan? <laughs> you get me? Because I like Visionaries, and I like fucking Wu-Tang. Right. And I'll listen to Mana, right. and I like fucking Corridos. Right. And I like some R&B, like. And like, Little Rob. And Pink Floyd's my favorite fucking band ever. So, like, what fucking category am I? You get me? So, right. like, you just never know, bro. And, and I think people are afraid to to you know yeah i well, felt that, like that's I felt the that's the reason why i actually underground hip-hop blog decided to put zero on that bill was because i know there's so many people out there at one point like you said earlier in this interview that one thing when you listen to dope indigenous hip-hop it kind of makes you aware of your identity yeah mm. am i right yeah so i no, felt like a crowd like conejo's crowd they're probably searching or seeking their identity as well Mm. Right, and to put zero on that stage, and for them to hear his music, I just hope that people absorbed it because, like you said, I suppose like indigenous hip hop, especially the music that Zero makes, it's it's a little different than yeah, just your yeah, typical yeah. hip hop. There's a lot more substance in there. There's a lot more that you could take away from it. Oh, it's a lot different. Mm. It's a lot. Like I've 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 invited people to shows like that, and people like they don't feel comfortable yeah you get me they almost feel like ashamed like like they they, they almost misinterpret like being indigenous and knowing your roots to like super religious mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying almost like right. like i don't want to learn about 
God and get preached to. And I'm right, like, bro, right. we're not going to church. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think you guys really understand. You, you get me? Yeah. And because they're so far from their identity and from their roots and knowing anything about who they are, mm. they fear. You know, mm. they say people fear what they don't understand. So they're like, That's weird. I don't want someone telling me that, bro, I haven't been the proper Mexican. You know, right. I haven't been Mexican enough. Right, right. Because I don't know. You know the origins of my great ancestors. You get right. me. But where do you start, right, Zero? When you try to, oh, uh, but but people rather not start at all. You, yeah, you, you get no, what I'm saying. Like, I get. And I get, music is the well, easiest channel to. For, for me though, like I said, I, there's there's a reason why I have this type of topic, right? This this ancestor topic because I have a perspective. That perspective is develop my artistry, just like I suppose took his entrepreneurialism his street culture his ability to be very skilled at i took my in-depth ceremonies my my reading of this my believing in it my connection my direct connection with it and i put it into this music career right and it doesn't matter like what the outcome is yeah because i know if i get in front of a stage i could be in lollapalooza I could be, let me tell you a quick story. I was at the Zocalo in Mexico City, 2012, November, Day of the Dead, 10,000 people there, and I had to open up the show. No one's ever heard of Zero. No one's ever heard of El Vu yeah. in Mexico. And I was late. So I'm, my homies all, get off here, you gotta walk, the stage is over there, and go. And I'm going, and I'm walking, and I get to the stage, and I'm all, hi, my name's Zero. Zero, El Vu, okay, bye. Bye, it. And I go and I get up on the stage. And I'm like, here's my CD. And the guy's all, CD? Get CD? What? You don't have a DJ? Where's your DJ? Where? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, oh, fuck, I'm going to miss the biggest show in my life. And the guy from the, the, vi the, the video guy, because they had screens, grabs my CD, puts it into the DVD player, and presses play and the fucking audio goes on through the through through the house system so there it was i had my music but i was like wait no not yet so all my shit's all fucked up i'm in front of ten thousand people but guess what la soca matli tetzcatlipoca en la noche yo salgo de tu boca mirando las estrellas tan hermosas la galaxia mariposa que da vida toda cosa comienzo a caminar dentro de un bosque como un jaguar mirando cada clase de animal yo soy la lechuza yo soy el serpiente yo vengo de la gente que entiende la mente en la memoria se escribieron las historias de la gente mexica la gente antigua maíz y sangre mexicas adelante I could already imagine that shit. I did that. Hell yeah. That's, That's what I mean. The Conejo show. Yeah. Yeah. Put me in front of it. I don't care. Fuck. I don't care. Yeah. I know what's inside of me. You know what's inside yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Well, I know what's inside of you too, bro. And that's why I've been a fan, you know, yeah. since, since early on. Like, I was like, yo, this fool could rap. Like, his yeah. energy is fucking unmatched. Like, I never even know if... You know, because I wasn't educated in the shit you talk about. Right. I can't fact check you. I can't be like, no, he's not. What he's speaking. <laughs> I just know, like, yo, the way he says it, the energy you get when he's talking, is it has to be real. Right. There's no way you're speaking exactly non-facts. You get right. me? Like, it's, it just felt. So you at least have me in tune that much. Where I'm like, 
what he's saying. Yeah, that's what happens yeah. when you put emotion in music. Like, yeah. it can be a lie. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, to this day, I haven't been able to compare their his catalog to someone else's when it comes to like merit of production and the beats and the rhymes. And no, I, I don't. Even in the style of music you guys have done as Ovu, mm. I can't think of another group that's identical to it. Right. You get me? That's very like. Well, like you guys did it in a in a super unique way. Like, well, it's because it was the same thing you did when you were coming up in the rap game, right? It's like I'm going. Okay, I want to do a group. I want. I rhyme. I can make beats. I'm at the Achuchas. We're, we have a cultural movement going. But I gotta make a group that could stand out like Wu Tang. I'm not gonna make a group that's gonna stand. That's gonna fit in. I gotta make a group that's gonna be timeless. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm laughing. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm laughing right <laughs> now because me and my homies like. <laughs> nah, forget it. Now me and my homies have this thing where if we see someone like try to spit like that, like very like indigenous, we're like Elvu ass fools. <laughs> we say that shit. I swear to God, bro. Some Elvu ass fools. Like you know, you be like fucking. Well, nowadays it, it took. Wind. And there's no it justice when when I stumble upon. I don't know. I don't want to insult people, but garbage indigenous hip hop. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. It, it just doesn't equivalent, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's that. That's another thing that was sensitive to me. Mm. I was always like, everyone who's speaking about something indigenous, I always put them on a pedestal. I always right. be like, even if they're not up to par lyrically, right? I can't disrespect them because they're speaking about something, you right. know? The cause, but but yeah, they're speaking about the cause. I always felt like I'm probably fake if I were to be like, this who sucks, right? Right. But then real record, like MC recognized real, like yeah, yeah. I've seen people do it and it seems corny. Yeah. It seems like I don't believe you, bro. Like, right. like there's no conviction to it, right. you know. And, exactly. and like I said, you guys have always uh, um, it's a matter of you guys being dope, you know. Sometimes it's like, well, they're the first ones I heard do it, mm. so nothing else could like top it. Right. But nah, it, it's it's dope shit, you know. It's I, I I didn't really seek out to be the best. I wanted to be remembered, like this, right? These stone figures, yeah. This altar. Is that Wewateo? It's remembered. That's your art, bro. You're you're gonna be remembered in Los Angeles in 20 years from now. Because you're not doing things to go work for someone else, to go get a label. You know how they trained us? They trained yeah. us to go get a label. Oh, you're the label. Oh, oh man. I mean, I heard I was at I was at a Green Thumb buying some cannabis and these guys are talking about, oh, I'm on Atlantic and Sony, and like if that's a good thing. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Yeah. That's never a good thing when you work for someone and you have deadlines and you can't be creative. Like I suppose can. I suppose can go, I'm going to create this clothing line. I'm going to make this album that's going to include my family. Like there's so much thought. It's kind of like you're in this ultra indie artist, but you're an MC that's yeah, yeah. using the techniques. And, and uh, real quick, everything we just spoke about, I'm going to redo it again, you know, because after my little, like I said, I took time off from the music. Mm. Um, not time off, like, I'm on a break. I just, bro, I just, fuck this shit, you know? Like, eh, I'm over it type of shit. Mm. Um, I was always rapping, you know, I always mm. rap, and I always make music, I, I always, but I just didn't want to drop shit, I didn't, mm. I just didn't feel like dealing with it, but I have an album coming out called Muerto de Hambre, it's all Spanish. Nice. I got the EP that you guys saw right there. Sweet. On that, the exclusive one. I have an album called Pain. 
I have an album called Truth Part Two because I have one called Truth Part One. And you know how they say smile now, cry later? Yeah. I have an album called Cry Now, Smile Smile Later. Wow. Which is like, it's okay to be, it's okay to have pain, it's okay to cry. Deal with your issues. So I have uh, seven albums right now that I'm, that I'm, that I'm have done that are all getting mastered, mixed, uh, 100% wow. completed. Um, what I did with Project 28th, we're dropping the merch every single day. I plan to do that um with music videos wow. i want to do a whole month where i drop a new music video for 30 days wow um but right right that's now i'm elevating dro- the game yeah Armando. yeah like I, i'm just gonna f- i'm gonna do shit like you know they, they might not all get the response i want but as a package it's gonna be like yo this food really dropped a, a legit music video not not some corny shit where i'm just rapping in front of a wall with graffiti like talking about like videos with quality that are directed properly like badass videos you know um, like you, you remind me so much of like the early '90s CEOs like Irv Gotti and like not not that you do that. I'm yeah. just saying the the investment like no more like Damon Dash, right? Like takes money, takes out, takes you know. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm not afraid. Let let's drop it. Okay, we put 30 videos out. Only two got uh, a million. Whatever. Let's go to the next project because because I have yeah. this idea. Yeah. It's like. That's exhausting. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm dropping a music video this week. I have one called uh, "Free uh, Free the Children." Mm. Um, children in cages, right? Ch- children in cages. I've I've had that video for like a year. I just never released it. Wow. Um, and you know, a lot of things are resurfacing, and I just feel like it's the timing. I have another one that talks about uh you know, the whole paletero issue. Right. So I have a video that might be controversial to some. It it, it, it shows, like, essence of a black and brown racial war in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll show it to you guys after this. I have it, I have it right here on, on, on Unlisted on my YouTube. Um, yeah, bro, I have, like, 40 videos right now that are 100% done that wow. I can just drop whenever I want. So I'm, I'm going to start slow. I'm going to start with one good, every, like, good, two weeks, good. which are the ones I'm dropping now. Um, my homie Hefty Loke, who just passed recently, I have a song for him. I'm um, dropping the video for that as well. Wow. Um, I have a song called La Hija del Diablo um, that talks about this girl that commits suicide because she was, again, abused by her father. I actually had my family in Sacramento come out in the video. My grandma's in the video, my uncles, my tia, my, my cousins. Um, I have a. Uh, a bunch of shit, bro. I, 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 I'm not one to be here. Like, I got this coming out. I got this coming out. But, but, uh, I, I, th- I just recommend everyone on Alley Natives, anyone who's, who's an I Suppose fan. I'm an I Suppose fan. I followed his career since I've known him. Um, I, he's not an individual that's going to brag about what he does. He's an individual that just gets things done and promotes it properly. And the music speaks for itself. There's no, the music, the brand, yeah, everything. Your your results aren't fake. It's not like, no, no. And 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 you know what? It, it's with the style of music I make. It's harder to grow mm. because it's not for everybody. Mm. My music's not one you could like show ten of your homies like, hey, bro, bump this shit. Oh, who is this fool? Mm. Let me follow him. Mm. It's almost like, bro, I don't want to hear this shit. What mm. The fuck, like, mm. fucking trigger warning. Yeah, but but the little girl in the back. Yeah, yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Oh but, shit! But it, it it's a slower, it's a way slower process. Yeah. Um. 
so it, it's harder. You, you get me? My road is a little uh, harder, but little by little, we take little steps. Sometimes you got to take a couple steps back in order to move forward, but uh, we're getting there. And uh, um, I'll tell you this much. Uh, hopefully, I could come back on here. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in Anytime. Few, in a few months. Anytime. In a few months, yeah. j- just so I could yes. be like, told you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and next time I come on here, I'm going to be leveled up 100%. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be like yo. I just got back from tour. I just dropped yeah. fucking fifty videos. I'm, so so it's gonna be the level up. I I I, I personally want to say that I am proud of you, bro. I've never met anybody at seventeen when I met you that you accomplished, and not not that everything you did became gold. Yeah, yeah. But your story. Is just as real as an oldie group from the 50s that grinded their ass up to Angel Baby and that's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I'm not saying that that's you. I'm saying you are, I can't describe them any more better than that individual who soaks up everything in the room. I feel your energy right now. You're soaking up everything in the room. It's like dope. This is something, and this is what allows me to wake up and be inspired. When I feel like what I've accomplished or what I've done to get to where I am, honest to everything, I feel like I'm at 5%. Wow. You get, you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, yeah, the stuff any- I'm going to do, the yeah. stuff that I'm working on, like, what I see myself doing. Like, people are like, damn, bro, you had a great run. You think you're, like, you already did all you can. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck no, bro. I, mm-hmm. I did what I was able to. Like I, w- I was a kid for right. most of the time. I was I you was funded broke. It yourself. I didn't, yeah, it was hard to invest things. It was hard to do shit. Like I used to set up shows, bro, with legendary artists. Like I'd book fucking a group like Onyx and like, yeah, yeah. like certain artists, and I didn't even have a ride to fucking get to the, my own show. You <laughs> get me? And I was throwing it. Like so, I went through a lot of crazy, weird fucking struggle. You get me? Yeah. Like no car, but I'm fucking spending fifteen thousand dollars on trying to throw the show. You know? And like. I did the shit in a weird way. It was all for like the love of hip hop, you know. So like now, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more in a comfortable space, mm. and now I really feel like I'm about to start all over, like continue my journey, but almost like I'm starting over and going hard as fuck. Like I'm, like some people feel burnt out. Mm. You, you get me? Like oh, I already did it. Like, kind of like, you know, they have a little essence of like giving up. Like yeah, you know, it was cool while it lasted, but I feel like yo, I'm just getting started, bro. Right. Like, the shit I'm discovering with the film, like the shit that I could start doing, the shit I'm discovering with the clothing brand, with my music production, like it's just starting, bro. So for me, it's like it, it's it's almost like you have a 360 record deal, but you do it all yourself, right? And the yeah. deal is with yourself, right? The deal is like I want to leave a mark in music. I have good songs and I have good products. Yeah, but. Just because you have that idea in your head, just because you have Pro Tools in your house, doesn't mean it becomes that. Yeah. It takes a lot of learning. And I, I on my IG page, I put a post and it's half Buddha and half an angry face, right? And I put on that post that the only reason you could be both is because you had to live through the pain to center yourself yeah. and not let it bother you anymore. Like, you don't need to prove to anybody. I know you learned that lesson a long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I want you to know that 
I'm super proud of you just knowing you. I know that you're not even halfway done to what your, your potential is because when you could put together a project that you just described with your fans being a part of forever cemented with great lyrics, that's like me going, like Led Zeppelin going, hey, who wants to be on this cover for Stairway to Heaven? Like, I'm going to give you a shot to be in that painting. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, well, fuck it. I'll throw down some money to do that. And then boom, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. And look, I'm right there. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's so brilliant. So on another level, full spectrum art artistry. Yeah. That's what I and, and, search for. And that's kind of what I show people. Like, you don't have to. It's like some people think uh, you have to be super big and popular to do certain things. Mm. You get me? It's like, nah. Like, if your audience is 100 people, do something that's unique to those 100 people, bro. Mm. Like, you can be legendary within your range mm -hmm. you don't have to be the biggest artist ever to, to do mm -hmm. legendary mm -hmm. shit a, a lot of the the and i know armando could agree with me but a lot of the legendary legendary artists we grew up listening to and admiring uh, when we were young hip-hop fans like a lot of those dudes are they're really like once you know when you're a kid you think everyone's a superstar mm -hmm. but when you're older especially when you get into the promotion business and you know a lot of these artists and you see them around you know a lot of these artists ain't really doing shit like mm -hmm. you know a lot of them are not making money in shows they're they're not rich they have nothing they're almost struggling worse than any up-and-coming artist right now you know mm -hmm. there's like regular ordinary people but mm -hmm. we still that doesn't take away from their legacy from right that's fine, bro. But I see them and I think of my childhood. I think of like, yeah, the I, I think of the, yeah, yeah, the all that shit. And sometimes know? these artists, you know, we can't afford putting them in a hotel, so they stay with us at our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Am and, I right? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot, bro. There's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of shit like that. You know, I've put a lot of artists in cheap ass motels and like, you know, or like, uh, fuck, bro. I had like. Percy P, mm. long time ago, right? Wow. Per Percy, Percy P. P, he was uh, my nephew Anthro's uh, favorite rapper, right? Mm. And this was this was probably like nine, ten years ago, because my nephew turned fifteen. Anthro's like twenty four, or twenty five now, so it was like nine years, nine, ten years ago. Mm. And uh, I told I got Percy P to go perform at my family's house, and he was in the backyard at our family party wow. performing, bro. We had all these like Mexican people that don't speak English. In the party, you know, like a Mexican oh, party. Have filmed that. That no, was we do crazy. have it on video. I got <laughs> pictures, crazy. video, and he's performing for my nephew as a surprise. What? And then Percy P's in the kitchen, bro, eating my mom's pozole. What? Like chilling right there. He's right there, and we're chilling. And um, I have I have, I have pictures of it. I have video. I That's have underground um, history right there, bro. Um, and he's taking pictures with all the family, like all, all the like all the invites. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, ¿quién es ese? Un rapero? Like, and they're asking him for pictures, so he's posing with all these, like, señoras and shit. Bro, the craziest shit, but that's that's what it was, you know? I remember, yeah. like, I picked him up, I was like, fucking, um, did the party and then drove him back. Like, just shit, the crazy hip-hop shit like that that you can't recreate. Well, because people have an illusion that these artists are super famous or super rich or have, yeah. or even have their life under control. Yeah, um, you know, I get a lot of haters sometimes, they're like, Bro, how come you're not like, you don't have as many followers as this person or this person? Oh, this guy's doing it bigger, you know? Because I was like, bro, we live in an era where like, you either take the long way, like like you work for years and years and years to get somewhere, or there's there's a, you know, and I'm not hating on them. There's a lot of youngsters that 
drops their first song and it goes viral and they have fucking 200,000 followers and, you know, they'll they'll post the picture and mm. all the girls say, oh, he's so handsome and cute. Like, I went through that shit too, you know. I, I went through an era where every time I post a picture, you'd have like 500 girls commenting like, oh, this and that and oh, he's so handsome. And, you know, like you, you go through that shit. It, it's cool in the moment. But it doesn't do anything for your legacy. Right. You get what I'm saying? Oh, and right. and there's a lot of artists like that. And I think that's a misconception right now that an artist could like drop a music video, put it on a on a successful platform. Platform, it'll get a hundred thousand views, and the artist thinks he's successful. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm more po- I got more views than you, bro. So I'm more popular. Mm. And they've never performed that. They've one never show. done a show. They they can't draw a person to a to a meet and greet. They, they, they can't do anything. They make no money from music. They, they've never made money from music. Right. Um, but they somehow in their head, they, they think they're most successful. Right. Like, I made it. Right. I mean, it's like, bro, that platform helped you get there. And right. now you're thinking, you get me? Yeah, like, like it, well, it goes back to the falsehood of social media, right? Everybody's trying to um, make their life bigger than it truly is, right? Like, yeah, I'm gonna and, go to Cancun and, and go on this spot because, well, you know, it's like, bro, when when I was doing shows, right? My my tours were like under the radar. It was like, you know, the there was it was a it was a independent scene. Mm. It it wasn't like it it wasn't your underground hip hop scene. Mm. It was almost like more under the radar than that. Mm-hmm. It was like a more like independent scene of a certain style of artist. You, you get what I'm saying? Well, it and, catered and to like, their pain. It catered to whatever. But, like, you know, you had thing. artists like, you know, your reveries and uh-huh. your gavelins and your self-provokes. And, like, it was like this new wave of artists. Somehow I got tied into that, you know. Mm. And I, I'm from a different era. So mm. I felt, I felt like, rejuvenated. Like, mm. oh, hell yeah. Like, people are adding me to playlists with the young cats. Mm. Like, hell yeah. You get me? Mm. And um, so I'd tour. And when I'd go to a venue, like a small, small little venue um, in Salt Lake City, Utah, I'd go to the bathroom and I'd see like self-provoked stickers or like reverie. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'd go to Washington. You go to the local like to do a, a, a meet and greet at a mm. local record shop, and you'd see like you know the Gavlin stickers, and you'd see like they'd been here. Then mm-hmm. so it was always the same fucking people mm. at all these spots, mm. and that that made me happy. Like yo, bro, as far as LA, like the up and coming, like the new wave of like mm-hmm. independent artists. Um, like, people are fucking grinding. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And for a lot of years, that was, like, our measuring gauge. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost felt like there's all these artists that say they're doing shit, that they're popping, but we don't ever see their names in the bathrooms at these spots. You get me? <laughs> like, 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 you don't ever see them. It, it, it's a small right. world. And even to this day that I, wow, that I was like, I'm going to stop doing shows, stop touring, stop dropping music. Let me watch. Like, like, kind of let me watch who's doing shit. Let me see mm. if there's a new wave of, of, mm. of youngsters that are like, yo, we're doing a show here. Like, we're, we're selling tickets to our show. And no, no one did shit before well, pandemic, before well, the pandemic. And we all saw that wave, but right, Zero? It, 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 when you talk about, like, Gavilan, Reverie, um, Bora, all these individuals that, that, that hit certain plateaus in their career, it's because the technology crossed their paths. Like, you, when I put out Ciudad Celestial, it was like, how do you upload it to YouTube? And it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. But, okay, so I'm sorry to cut you off, but 
Yeah, the technology crossed their path, but but I, I knew these people. You know, I worked Obviously, with all yeah. these people personally, but these people all had a fucking ambition in them. Yeah, yeah, they like, worked they were, hard, bro. It's not easy, like to try to set up your own little tour and, and little like clothing shops or record shops all throughout the country. It's hard as fuck, bro. Yeah. So like, they were doing it at a young age. Right. You know, like these people inspired me because I was like, damn, they're fucking way younger than like, you know. But and it reminded me of a younger me. Yeah. But now they just have a. Social media platform. Well, that's what I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, the yeah. technology but, is crossing but, paths. But like if, you had to do it without it. But like, but it was that wave of those artists that I was. I always shouted. I was always like, oh, my favorite up and coming artist right now is like Reverie, and Gap, mm. because I always saw that it was hard to go out on the road, and they were always doing it. You get me? And I was like, I right now I just kind of been waiting. Like, what's the new? You know, everyone's popping supposedly right now. Like a new generation of of kids, but no one's stepping out of their. The YouTube world, mm. you get me? Like everyone's content with, oh my video got a hundred thousand views, I'm popping. Like, well, let me see, go do some shows out there, right? And who to, do you draw? To really see yeah, how many if you're you popping. Draw? Yeah, how many you get you me? Draw? Because all these artists that that I named that are, you know, obviously grew, grew the fuck up, you know, and doing bigger things, they all went through that shit. Mm -hmm. and like I saw them, like bro, I saw even artists like King Little G, like, you know, I, I was I was I was with them at shows and there was thirty five people in the crowd, thirty. You get me? And that went to 2,000 people in the crowd. But I, I saw those early shows. Right, like, right, right. I, I, you get me? I have pictures of, of being with him at those shows. There's uh, literally one specifically that stands out is uh, the Green Iguana, I think, in Whittier. Mm. Um, the Green Turtle. The Green Turtle. The Green Iguana, Green Turtle. Uh, 35 people in the crowd, bro. Right. Like, just to show, you get me? <laughs> I have a crazy um, story about, I suppose. He comes to us, so he, he answers the, the Craigslist, sorry to cut you off, but this is a funny one, where he's like, oh yeah, I have this artist, in, and uh, you know, we can use your lounge, alright, cool, whatever, and then I come, and there's a fucking line, literally around the block, it looked like I was at the Palladium, <laughs> yeah, this like is a promoted show by this man right here, Yeah. it yeah, looked, yeah. I was like, I thought the cops were gonna come, I mean, it looked like, yeah, who he, the fuck he was is, scared. He was scared, who the fuck is here? <laughs> I, I was like, um, I was like, I, I know you said capacity was like eighty. We have like five hundred people online. Like, is that cool? Is that cool? And the light went all the but, way around. Hey, but you, it, it happened. I, I mean, I, 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 I know it's like emergency reason, like you know, like like emergency hazard reasons. But five hundred people fit in that spot, bro. That like you had. <laughs> I guess so. Like people fit, bro. I like, guess like, so. You know, I guess like so. those were legendary shows. Those were intimate shows. Well, those were fun shows. Those were the early stages for a lot of like, like, like I said, we started going from town to town, yeah. the small towns that no one's ever heard of. Um, th that was our concept. You yeah. know, they're like, bro. Booking backyards. Yeah, bro. We, we And packing them out. You know what I liked about Concepts I and strategies that artists today will never grasp. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like people used to laugh at us, bro. Like, oh, bro, you think you're popping? Like. You're doing shows in backyards now. Like you went from venues to backyards. I was like, yeah, bro. When we were doing the venues, I was just rocking and shit, doing someone a favor. Now we're doing the backyards, but we're making fucking five thousand dollars a backyard. You get me? Damn. And we're doing it every single day, and we're doing uh, seventy shows in fucking four months. <laughs> we're doing like literally. I'd post on Facebook like, who has a backyard? You know, we'll give you merch. Yeah. And we'll pay them in like t-shirts and shit. We'll do backyard. We'll take our sound system. And two, three hundred, four hundred kids will show up to a backyard. Do it again. Friday, wow. Saturday, Sunday, every every weekend for years. Yeah. And from I, backyards, we went to smaller little venues. Yeah. And then it just started growing. 
Um, but that concept was always, was always dope. You know what I liked about it is that when I would look at a flyer on your page, it would be like, we're touring. And it was like San Fernando Valley to uh, Silmar, Orange, San Fernando. Yeah, Silmar, oh, San Fernando, right. Orange County, Los Angeles, Whittier. And it was like, it was all still in the county. It, you know, the, but it was a tour. One of the first times I've ever seen a girl like literally pass out over like oxygen or anxiety was at an I suppose show. You had to organize a show <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the place was so cramped that these girls, I guess, had nowhere to go. And I guess they just got mad nervous or just yeah, the anxiety yeah, yeah, sprung. Yeah. And, and I literally saw a girl pass out. Wow, and and yeah. we all looked at each other. We were like, what do we need to do? And I, I don't know what, as far as I remember, I suppose in your team, you guys just grabbed her and just threw her outside. Just took her outside, <laughs> gave her some water and shit. But bro, it, it, it was a whole wave of, of, of like, it's a way that I know it's not there no more. Mm. It was like this whole 2012, 13, 14, 15. It was like, it was, it was a dope time. But uh, check it out. Um, people used to always tell me like, bro, like, you're doing your shows. You get me like back to the exclusive shit? This is how I used to do shows, bro. I used to do shows where in a small town, right? Like Merced. Mm. Merced or Stockton or like weird towns, right? Mm. Watsonville. And my whole thing was like, what? I'm only going to make 50 tickets available. Okay. Each ticket is a VIP ticket. Access, meet and greet, blah, blah, blah. You get me? And each ticket comes with up to four free tickets. So it's 50, oh it's, it's 50 bucks, right? And it comes with four additional general admission tickets. So I was like... But there's I, only 50 available. They yes. come with four. So I was like, I have... My goal was to sell 50 tickets. Right. Right? For myself. Right. For 50 bucks. So you sell 50 at 50, it was 2,500, right? Yeah. So, and I had to do a show at a spot smaller than this. So like half of this. Wow. Like a little small, like, bro, a little, you get me? Yeah. I still want to be like, yo, I have this little, like, backspace to my business. You could do a show there. And we just like, as long as you got a power outlet, you get me? So I'd take my sound. <laughs> as long as you have I'd a take power my outlet. sound. We had a makeshift stage. And I'd sell these 50 tickets for 50 bucks. And I, I'd make 2,500 bucks, right? So like Armando knows like booking artists like for an artist to make twenty five hundred bucks off ticket sales like you gotta get never. a lot of people yeah never ten dollars a show and that's if the artist throws a show not if there's a promoter involved uh-uh. you get me because uh-huh. promoter uh, the money promoters making whatever like it's it's not easy you get me but I knew like I'm gonna make twenty five hundred bucks all I have to do is sell fifty tickets it's not a whole lot mm. you get me and each person has an extra four tickets to give to their friends or whatever. Right? So, what would happen is I'd sell the 50 tickets, I'd make my 2,500 bucks to rock in a little ass fucking spot. You get me? I didn't have to pay venues and big, no crazy shit like that. Um, And then there'd be be like uh, 150 people there or 200 because everyone brought their four free, you know, like it's easy. Like, I got a ticket, I got four tickets. Right. So they'd give it to people. So it had more people. Mm. And then we had the merch. Mm. So as long as I made another 500 bucks minimum off merch, I was like, I just made three grand on a Friday, three grand on a Saturday, three grand on a Sunday. I just made (sighs) $9,000 rocking in a fucking clothing shop. You get me? So I was making more money doing some shit for a little bit amount of fans than rappers were doing selling out bigger venues. Like, wow. Selling out big venue, I'm getting the flight, I'm getting booked the hotel. You get me? I was just doing it on some, on some like just quick shit. Yeah, but instead of instead of getting the illusion sold to you, you took that illusion and said, "Well, I'd rather have eleven thousand dollars." Well, <laughs> the, so my whole thing was like, I know I'm not big enough to. 
I didn't sell 50 tickets because I was like, oh, I want to make it exclusive and I don't want to sell out 300. No, because that's probably all I could sell. Like, mm. I, had, I knew I had to bust my ass to hopefully sell out 50. Mm. You get, sometimes I was a little bit less. Mm. Sometimes people wanted more and I'm not going to like not sell more. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was aiming for like 50. Yeah, I was aiming for 50. And, and uh, you know, so sometimes I'd post pictures and people would be like, bro, there's only like 40 fucking people mm. in the crowd. That mm. shit was a flop. You know, they mm. see pictures. I'm like, I mean... Yeah, but I made fucking two thousand. I made two twenty five hundred dollars exactly this night. I mean, even like, if it's so thirty, even yeah, if it's yeah, so yeah, thirty, like, like so. I, so I always had a way to add value with the audience that I had. Mm. You get me? Because I, I knew I wasn't gonna go to fucking Dallas and sell three. You were an artist that was like, con- you know, we both know artists that are so consumed on trying to perform in front of new eyeballs people that don't fuck with them yeah yeah, yeah. which kind of backfires sometimes because yeah. like your strategy was focusing on the people you already have yeah, and, and expanding are, yeah, it from there yeah yeah so my whole thing is like the music's gonna attract the fans well you know yeah yeah like the music and then the reward is the intimate show yeah you, you get me like like with ryan maddie's bro for 10 12 years we did shows opening up for artists and rocking other crowds but and you get props you get me like oh man you fucking killed it you're the shit but I don't remember ever seeing those people again buying merch or, or following right. along. So I'm like, what is that really doing for me? Right. You get what I'm saying? So it it I, I just like it, it was a good adrenaline rush. It was a good moment. People buying me drinks at the end of performance. But I'm like, bro, I never saw these people ever again. Right. So I, I was like, why put energy on that? Let me focus on the diehard ones. Mm. Yeah, it's only 50 people in, in Bakersfield. Right. But me and those 50 people were gonna make a show crack. I'm going to make the money that I need to sustain myself and, and keep doing it. Right. And it, it's, you know, I have my own sound system, my own stage. I'm not, you know, sometimes I'd rent some sound systems if we were like really far away and couldn't take it. But I was able to, uh, that's where the marketing comes. I was right. able to like still make the money I wanted to make with the small, you know, with, with the small support system. And that's what I do now. Yeah. You get me? I, st- I still do that with the limited drops with the right. you know I'm, I'm not trying to drop a new design and be like I'm gonna print 3,000 t-shirts and try to sell them all you right. get me I'm like limited drops here and there yeah. but what I see it, even though like the way you describe the intimate shows of 40 people plus right sometimes and and creating that intimate connection like it seems like it went from 40 people now there's 80 solid now there's hundred yeah, yeah, solid because well, well, um, you don't get to the back of the fucking uh uh mail fucking thing and you're only shipping 10 boxes it's like i'm i'm gonna give you an example like i've i've, I've had sales where in a weekend hmm. we're shipping out two thousand pieces there you go see two thousand like, like pieces. on a few day sale you know I've, I've, like we've done some crazy fucking numbers you know um the, the, the clothing brand right now, like, it's doing good, bro. Like, new That's orders good. come in. And but what I'm that. trying to point out is that you look, you look, you went from a kid at high school putting on independent shows, taking that money and risking it on club shows, getting acts, yeah, yeah. learning from all yeah, that yeah. and going, holy fuck, I, I could do a show for 40 people who buy my shirts, buy my tickets, listen to my music. And make fucking triple the money. And who gives a shit about the drink at the end? And who gives a shit that you played with so-and-so? And And most importantly, avoiding all that garbage distractions of other people 
you know taking advantage of you yeah trying to like impress others that don't make you money yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's that's kind of what it is and 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 for my own shows bro like there's never other artists there mm. you know there was no other artists like we're gonna go to i suppose it was just me bro like a lot of shows bro i used to, i used to i've had sold out shows bro in other states right for example like Salt Lake City, Utah, mm. 400 tickets sold, right? For wow. my show. Wow. And I show up there by myself, bro. Damn. Like, I fly out there by myself. Now, I don't got an entourage. I don't got the homies with me. That's I'm literally cool. by myself because no one's down to go. Yeah, because you wrote a soft song, remember? And, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a sold-out show, you get me? And, and that I'm organizing it, and they're like, yo, we have, you know, read the venue. They're like, we already have sound system here. I just literally show up with my USB, some merch, and then sold out show. Wow. Leave with like fucking six, seven thousand dollars. That's the dream. And then come back home and it's like, yo, like nothing happened. Like, what's next? Yeah. It wasn't like a big thing. You get me? And and um Yeah, so my, my advice, bro, to any independent artist is build relationships mm. to focus on a buzz. And don't get discouraged, bro. Like if there's if you're from LA and, and you have fifteen people in Bakersfield that really fuck with you, mm. find a little restaurant or, mm. or coffee shop and go use those 15 people to help you get to the next level wow you know do a show for those 15 and be like yo i'm gonna give each one of you 10 free tickets mm. give them out to someone and hopefully those 15 bring their homies and and now like yeah it was from 15 now you have 115 people there having a good time and mm. and may, they become fans and it grows you, you get me so I, I always i always did that a lot bro i had shows where I've had shows. I did a show in Reseda mm. where I sold a hundred and like sixty tickets, right? One hundred sixty tickets, but I gave away seven hundred tickets. Mm. Damn! And there and was eight hundred like, people. No, there. we had like six hundred people there. Wow! Like, yeah, I sold only a percentage. It's like, but they all got free tickets. Messing to, with statistics, you know? It's like, yeah, it 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 it's like, bro, like, because like if I go to a new a new state, right? Like, let's say Dallas. And I only have connect. I'm only connect. I used to do this thing where I used to be like, "Come in your city, right? Dallas, come in your city." Like in January, and all those people that were coming, I have that post just for Dallas. Mm. So when I'd go to Dallas, I'd be messaging those people wow. for a month beforehand. Yo, what's up? How's your day? Yo, everything cool? Yeah, I'm gonna go to Dallas next month. You'll start spreading the word. Start spreading the word. Help me find a venue. Bring I, your I, friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm building that relationship. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to Dallas for a venue that fits 50 people. I sold 30 tickets at 50 bucks, right? Let's fill up the other empty space. Let's give out some tickets to the people who support it. And then they're able to be like, hey, I'm going to the show. Like, I got two free tickets. Bring your little sister and your... And they'll just come and it makes it better for the crowd. Right. It, like a better show. And then the diehards are there and made the money to go and come back and some profit and you're good, bro. I think that's... But I can only do that when I throw my own shows. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get booked by like a underground hip hop blog be like, AG, I need a 600 tickets I could give out for free, you know? Like, right. Like, so th that's why doing my own shows, I was able to do that. I was right. like, bro, I could just... But you're growing an audience. And I, I did a tour when you was just a free tour. Like, every show was free. Right. Like, it was, every show was free. And, um... But having a show and giving free tickets, you appreciate the fans, mm. you get me? And, and, and people like free shit. Wow. I one, I want to thank you for coming on our show. Yeah, man. You yeah. you man, 
This we, is another episode zero that where our guest has so much. They to take say. things away. They take things away. They take things away that that are practical to their life. Maybe in this episode it wasn't deep philosophy, but it was a way to never give up. Our our community is resilient. And I suppose is a perfect example of not compromising and letting others individ, other individuals, other magazines, other publications define what a true artist is. A true artist will build a career, destroy it, make it again just because he can. Yeah. Oh, I'm also dropping a, a monthly, uh, I'm not going to call it a magazine, but it, it's almost like a pamphlet. You know, it's gonna be like a twenty-page full. I'm waiting for the restaurant, but you let me know when that happens, bro. Because I mean, I suppose tamales are coming. Nah, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm complimenting I, on. I, I just have a lot of things uh, that I'm working on that yeah, I'm, I'm gonna you, do. You know, like you are an amazing individual, and I would not be surprised if you came up with a culinary version of what you do, because your talent is not. Being a hip hop artist, limited edition tacos and shit. There you go. You, you see, can only buy two tacos. There's only one truck that we're gonna bring in here, and then no, only certain people hey, could. And I'm your waiting, face, I'm waiting for the. I your suppose, face will be. Your face will be on the truck. I'm <laughs> waiting for the. I suppose grinder and the weed tray. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's the one thing. The the whole weed world that I haven't got in or tapped in because right. I don't. Well, you don't need to. You have your own version. You have, you, you know what you're doing to sustain your reality, and that is. Mexica culture. Mexica culture is a combination of your talent and given to the community that you love. You yeah. can't say that you didn't write those songs that were very deep topics because you didn't love your community. You looked around and you said, I have to say something about people that think it's cool to ditch and drink and take advantage of a female. I have to talk about um, an incest that comes back 500 years ago. I didn't know that that, that. you probably didn't know that, but now you do. Yeah. I, I, that's my job as LA natives. I also want to thank you because you've inspired me to continue making music. You've produced my latest video and you've always had a very firm and strict opinion but always respectful, bro. You've, you never said, like, you don't have it. It's like, bro, use this to do this to do that. And you know us artists. Yeah. We, we think you're talking Chinese. Yeah, yeah. You know? But you are the savant that understood all that. Yeah. And yeah. so now I'm here, and I'm going, why? I, hold on, hold on. Hey, Armando, I remember I had a, had a little meeting with, with Zero. We chopped it up. I was like, bro, look, your career, you got to do this. You got to do that. Drop yeah. this, drop yeah. that, do this. We could do fucking 10 videos. Do this, yeah. do that, do that. You know, like crazy. And he was all hyped. He hit me up like a week later, like, hey, you know what, bro? Like, I'm just going to take it slow. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to like, just focus on one video. And then, you know, let's see where that goes. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, bro. <laughs> like, no, no, it, I, I, it hit me like a ton of bricks that I had to do my music push-ups. Like, I have to get... Like, I know that you, when you put out an album, you have CDs, beats, beats, beats. It's just, I'm okay. I'm driving to the market, but I'm listening to beats. Okay, that's a song. That's a, you know, and yeah. you told me that you write your whole album in one session. Yeah. That is insane to me. Yeah. But that's the artist. That's why I love, this was, 
an artist that doesn't traditionally look like an artist. He doesn't look like Iggy Pop. He doesn't look like um, uh, Perry Farrell from fucking Jane's Addiction. I don't he know doesn't look, those people are. Yeah, these are artists Not that yet, are like yeah. eclectic artists, supposedly, yeah. that they write things that, that are, you know, like Bjork. Yeah. You know, these artists that are, that are like, you're that, but without the flash. Because you sell your own tickets in a small city and they buy your shirts. And they invite a hundred people to come. You're an insane type of artist. Like I said, a savant, someone that understands marketing, someone that understands graphic design, someone that understands videos, someone that understands music production, someone that understands like there's so much that you understand. That one time someone told me, "Man, El Vu's dope. That why ain't they famous?" And I and I and I told them. Because when we were singing what we were singing, no one understood it. They felt it. They said, I'm connected to it. But does it relate to, I suppose, is don't ditch and drink and take advantage of girls? That's very, you could see it, you can hear it. It's, but if I'm telling you that star movements are aligned with your spirit in certain places on the earth because our ancestors documented 26,000 years. See how complicated the math is? But now I have LA Natives. Now I'm explaining that story. Yeah, yeah. And my music starts to become relevant. My new music, my old music. You inspired that, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. That sit down at Starbucks made me. Psh, psh, psh. Hey, it's not about just being exclusive, quiet, or oh, look how dope his lyrics are. It's there's a mechanism to this. Yeah. And that's where Armando comes in. And I have LA natives and I have a community that's hungry to learn, not learn only deep philosophical knowledge because we have our Wednesday show for that. We have our Patreon for that. We have a lot of things that me and Armando have reinvented about zero and my path, my past with El Vu musically. It's kind of like what you do for um, truth clothing. I'm doing, but on a mic, yeah. explaining things. You know, this is my platform. This is my truth clothing. And I'm honored that you came and shared a little bit of your time, your talent, your wisdom with your community. Because this is your community. You are my brother. And I'm so proud of you. I, I just don't know what to say. It's I, like you. I, I, I appreciate it, and man. For the sake of the, I, and I for the sake of the podcast, it. you are a true LA native. Yes. LA go. native. Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you guys for OG. having me here. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to coming back one day. Absolutely. This right. was a, a special episode for me because, you know, like I said, I suppose I've known him since he was 17 years old. I remember exactly what he told me when I first met him. Hey, can I film you? And now I'm filming him. And showcasing that don't let no one stand in your way. Don't let 500 years of dysfunction and being lied to by colonials who have none of your interest in mind. Believe in yourself. Create your own reality because dreams do come true. It just takes hard work, effort, and relentless ganas will that that's that's your indigenous roots i suppose and 
It's an honor to know you, brother. Likewise. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you next Wednesday. Hashtag truth. Peace. Hashtag truth. Follow, I suppose. We'll see you next Wednesday, LA Natives. <laughs>